Hello and welcome to another episode of Casual Master Quest. This is episode 100. Um, I I can't believe it. I I it's been it's been two years. Uh, right now we're recording yeah, May 16th, shit. 2020. Um, and we our first episode came out May 14th, 2018. Um, and almost exactly two years to the date, just a little bit over. We are now at episode 100, and I'm joined by Glenn and Tyler. And we're doing a special episode for you today, for you guys today. Figured uh, this would be yeah. something a little fun. Um, we definitely did not, uh, we're not inspired by somebody else doing something similar. This is something original completely, and we are here. <laughs> yeah, we're totally not taking other people's ideas and using the creativity for our own. <laughs> Why would we do that? We'd never do that. No. Look, Animal Crossing in and of itself is like the perfect simple paradox, or I guess solution to this quarantine shit and so there, there had to have been like a, a quick transition from hey i can spend time with my friends to hey let's do everything we can possibly think of on the show oh, uh on, in this game so it's like <laughs> here we are people here are on game shows are. sarah's doing a scavenger hunt later today on animal crossing with a friend of hers because they can't do nice. things together so her friends put together a, a scavenger hunt on her to you know terraformed island so yeah and i've seen nice. um I've seen people do like even more like touching things. Like I've seen people build um, um, like maybe more shrines to like some of their best friends, like parents. I've seen people do graduations. Um, yeah, no, like I think it's funny how Animal Crossing came out at the at the best possible time. Right, and we've talked about and that also, before, but it came out at the best possible time for people to do all these things. Uh, not to cut into uh, us appreciating some Animal Crossing here. Uh, Nick, you forgot to introduce our fourth member, the mascot of the show. Oh, yes. Um, ladies and gentlemen, please uh, drive your attention to uh, the left of Tyler for our new mascot is Frank the Snapping Turtle. Um, he is the recent addition to our team. Uh, don't get too close to him. He's a little testy. Um, if you value your fingers and toes, I'd uh, you're best off uh, keeping them tucked in. But uh, Frank here has been a longtime supporter and listener, and uh, he's. Uh, I thought it'd be be nice to bring him on the show today. Yeah, I'm gonna. I'm not gonna lie. The fact that you put me next to him makes me incredibly nerf nervous at this point. Like reptiles and me just don't mix in general. In fact, I'm trying to think of any reptile that I've been chill with, and uh, you know what? None come to mind. <laughs> like uh, I have a couple of friends, like uh, Justin and Shelby of the uh, other D and D thing we run. They have a uh, water dragon. Ooh, or no, uh, a they have dragon? a bearded dragon. They have a bearded dragon. Uh, Todd has, I believe it's called a water dragon. Uh, both are demons from hell. <laughs> so that's a that's a big no thank you for, for me. Do, you know, like They'll pick it up and it's like, I, you know, they don't, it, dragon doesn't give a shit. But like, here, don't you want to touch it? And it's like, I'm like Pumbaa uh, seeing a fucking Nala for the first time. <laughs> She's gonna eat me! And it's like, no, uh, I, 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 those I things mean, are scary. I mean, Squirtle's based off a turtle. Isn't Not Squirtle a snapping supposed to be a turtle, turtle and a squirrel? Squirrel plus turtle equals Squirtle? I oh, thought yeah, it was a squirting turtle. Tail? Yeah. The tail, like, tur turns up like the tail of a, a squirrel, Sure. Though. Bushy tail. Maybe it's three I mean, it, It's like 90% turtle. Let's be real here. But, uh... <laughs> Dreadnought? A squirting okay. turtle squirrel. Dreadnought is actually based on a snapping turtle. Not yeah. an alligator? And it turns into a... Actually? For alligator? No, no, that's Totodile. You're talking, thinking about Totodile. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Dreadnought is uh, Pokemon from uh, Sword and Shield. It's 
legit a very colorful and uh oh up and yeah going, it's uh, only got two evolutions through. right yes uh, okay if you count a mega evolution or what what do you call it dynamax then? dynamax yeah wait can dreadnought evolve sorry no dreadnought is the evolved form uh, i can't uh oh, that's Chudle. right Chudle, i think is what it's yep, called yep yep Chudle. Uh, yeah um, i believe but, you but yeah sure so um uh, so let's uh, dive into like uh, weekly stuff. How's uh, everybody's week been leading up to episode one hundred? Oh, it's been a day. Uh, been good. Not to sweep up and take this one. Uh, I am back on vacation, so uh, it's been kind of weird for another week or so. Uh, honestly, I I personally was not expecting the virus to last as well. The safety precautions that are happening to last as long as this, uh, which. To be honest, probably for the better, as because as it turns out, uh, there are some states that are like, yeah, nah, fam, virus is dead. Uh, you know, y'all can go back up, beaches are open, everybody get together. And then I like Texas, I think is the big example where they opened it up and within like uh, 24 hours, they had a thousand new cases. And it's like, yep. oopsie. Surprised, <laughs> idiots. <laughs> <laughs> Surprise, <laughs> motherfucker. Um, yeah, like I think, um, I think people without maybe getting too like finger pointy at cultures i think there are people who don't take science seriously or american like, culture 100 percent. inject disinfectant into yourself that will work or Our president <laughs> said to do it <laughs> or people who are not willing who who are so obsessed with their wants not needs their wants that yeah. they couldn't care too much else about other people's safeties yeah uh so and i think worldwide in certain areas that is an issue and there's also people uh like in indian culture who just don't take it seriously enough where they're like we face worse and they're actually not doing so great um right. and i have been of the mindset when things started getting bad that we're probably looking at re really reopening around 2021 uh, like I'm fully prepared fully, yeah. for that reality. Like this is going to last for a while, but you know, fucking humans, we've been around for so fucking long, and we've adapted and we've overcome, and we're just right. going to do that again. It's just it's mm -hmm. a it's a harsh reality change once we've gotten used to our like luxuries and liberties. That all of a sudden now I can't get a haircut, so I should. Um, okay, I'm not going to say what I was about to say, but yeah, like when you can't even get a haircut and that makes your blood boil, I think there's maybe more wrong with you than what's actually happening around you. Right. There's a lot of people have been pointing out that some of the people that have been uh, demanding the right to return to work, uh, most of the signs, like uh, especially over in our you know, beautiful state of Michigan, like signs will say stuff like, I want to get my hair cut. It's like they don't want to go back to work. They don't give a fuck. They want other people to go back to work so they can get their stuff done. And right, right. It just seems like there's a bit of a priority issue with uh, certain people on that. Right. And holy smokes, uh, episode 100, first thing we destroy is politics. Right. And I, will, and I will not also, I don't want to take away from the people who actually need to go back to work. Because the system right. set right. up in some parts of the world just do not provide any kind of support for people who are working minimum wage jobs and it does not protect those people from having to pay rent some places too so i can understand their frustrations and their needs but i feel like the people who really need to go to work the most are still also being the most safest sure like mm -hmm. uh me personally when it comes to my uh my employer uh they have been most kind uh with uh, the whole paid leave and uh you know alternatively i come into work uh on a like a light duty style thing so i've been considering myself very very lucky on that end um yeah but moving on 
I think, because everywhere we go, like, it, you're bound to have a conversation about uh, COVID-19. Uh, Tyler, you're back on vacation. Uh, what's been going Hell on yeah. with you, Glenn? Uh, a lot of D&D. &D, uh, just kind of the, I think, the biggest Nerd! thing for me. What's up? Nerd? Nerd. Yeah. Uh, Hello, Ferd. May have Hello, a new opportunity eaters. soon, which I won't talk about. I've talked to you guys about it in a little right, bit. Right. That may be uh, happening soon, but officially right, don't count nothing eggs. going on yet. <laughs> yeah. Um, but other than that, I've been just trying to keep somewhat of a schedule to try and keep myself kind of like right. good. I've, I've been off of soda now for th over three weeks. Nice. Uh, which has been really nice. Yeah, me I too. Just, just like uh, I have this. It's like a Kroger brand uh, sparkling flavored water that I've been really jazzed on. They're like, right. Nice. It's like, right, like a half liter is like 99 cents. So I can get five of them and just be good for the week on just some sort of carbonated beverage, which I feel more than the ca more than the caffeine, the carbonation going down my throat that actually people get addicted to that. And I think right. that's where oh, yeah. I'll have to break next. Because um, I remember drinking sure. it when I was a first, when I was a kid, the first time soda, I was like, Oh God, it hurts! Why do you like that? You know, like God, yeah, it yeah, burns. Yeah. Which it why, did. Uh, it burned. I think the few times I've tried to like cut down, I've gone to club soda, and mm -hmm. uh, I'd make like uh, club soda, mix in some salt, a little bit of sugar, and some lemon. Like just squeeze oh, a yeah. whole ass fucking lemon, just mix it up. Oh, I can, awesome. I can make it's. I mean, in India we call it a lemon soda, but yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. Where, where was I going with this? Right. So recently, uh, like in also the vein of like cutting down on, uh, you know, uh, sugar and uh, pop particularly, I uh, bought, I think, uh, the Canadian version of White Claws because we don't really, we only just started getting White Claws here. So they're called Nude. Uh, it's The brand is called Nude and it's a local company um, okay. because it's, it's called Nude because uh, it's uh, 100 calories, no sugar. And they're vodka sodas or uh, they just put out gin sodas. And so I'm oh. like, I'm a gin and tonic. Like, I love, I love gin and tonic. And I'm like, all right, cool. Gin soda, let's give it a shot. And the first three sips are the worst because it's, it's not yes, sweet. It is. But then after the fourth sip onwards, it's like, okay, all right, cool. Um, <laughs> they're not very strong. But then if you're not careful, like the amount you can drink, oh, um, but that's been kind of my strategy. Honestly, like I was trying to do something similar about a month ago where uh, I switched. I tried, uh, what? apparently they're called skinny bitches. Oh. <laughs> uh, which is uh, vodka and uh, tonic, and uh, they taste nasty. Like holy shit! Uh, really bad. Uh, uh, yeah, but like people give me shit because I like uh, vodka mixed in with uh, flavored water, like it, you know, no extra sugar and all that, and it does a world of good with vodka. Right, vodka, like uh, surprisingly well, uh, goes well with uh, flavored drinks. Like uh, I mean. I'm sure you've probably seen the Smirnoffs where it's like a, they got whipped cream, they got cherry apple and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. It's for a reason. You mix that with a little Sprite and all right. of a sudden you're good. I will say <laughs> like the Smirnoff ices are are nice or tasty because now I've gone from like the I think I'm, I'm transitioning to like what tastes good. Like I've never I've never been the kind of guy like I can't order a girly drink or this girl drink is girly or like no, because the reality is with cocktails, they'll fuck you up. Like cocktails are super yes. strong <laughs> and like they like a Long Island iced tea has way too much alcohol in it. Oh my god! But then they there's so much you. sugar in it that my you don't friend, really taste it. Last time I went out, I had a friend get a thing called a fish bowl, and they just bring it to you, and it's just a bunch of straws in a giant Hell pitcher. Yeah. It was like sixty bucks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That sounds and about right. It 
uh, I didn't even have very much, and then I had like two like rum and cokes, and I was just like, I nope, don't right. nope, 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 too much. The first time I've gone on vacation, uh, Brandon was living with uh, Amanda and I at the time, and uh, we celebrated, I believe, the second or third day of my vacation by both buying fish bowls and then filling it up with, uh, I believe, the equivalent of Bahama Mamas, one for each. Oh man! Uh, you know, through a fifth of. Uh, rum of some kind i think bacardi or something like that yeah you know did all the mixing and stuff uh that's a bad idea fun fact that is a bad idea <laughs> do not drink a fish bowl of liquor by yourself as it turns <laughs> out uh, that will fuck you up with especially with acidity and all that stuff a mixture of all that juice oof heartburn out of the well oh man ass. yeah 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 <laughs> so just... don't do that um like i know now that I mean, you can i mean yeah but person. it's it's not advisable. I'm about to turn 25, and I think um, I've hit my peak of, like, or, like, my peak is long past of me wanting to, like, go out and, like, get fucking smashed. Um, because I haven't really touched alcohol in a long time. So now I'm, like, I had, like, a can or two of this uh, stripped-down uh, gin seltzer. Oof. And I'm, like, yeah. you know what? I'm I'm okay. Because I got a raging fucking headache the next day. Yep. For no reason. Once you hit 25, once you realize <laughs> that, like, uh... Because, you know, between, like, let's say 18 and 24, you can drink as much as you fucking want, and it sucks. Like, maybe you'll have, like, uh, 10 minutes, 15 minutes of puking and stuff, but it's like, yeah, I'll drink a Mountain Dew or something like that, and I'm on my day. Like, but the moment you hit, like, 25, it's like, why is it every time I drink, I suffer? Like, uh, <laughs> like what's going on here, liver? Come on, you know, get back in shape. <laughs> yeah, so I've lost that and, uh, tolerance, that wild streak in me, and also it's just not, you know, I've just lost interest. Yeah, uh, for me, I mean, nowadays, uh, it's always been a wine. I'm a wine guy, you know, I'll try to mix up different things just to get back in the college days, baby. But I mean, honestly, it's like I'm a simple man, you know, get a little taste. And as Nick was saying, cocktails will sneak up on you like crazy. Like I need shots, uh, you know, shots are just straight one, two. I need a one type of liquor, preferably. I'm not going to do the death jug ever fucking again. Uh, or And then one thing to mix it with, you know, maybe like a rum and coke or something like that. Once I add like a third thing to the mix, it starts to get really murky how fucked right. up I'm going to be like hangover the next day. Even grenadine. Like, I'll, you know, I'll do a screwdriver. Orange juice, vodka. There you go. It's nice and simple. Take some Tums while you're drinking and you're good to go. Start to add grenadine, maybe a little pineapple juice. It's like, whoa, whoa, whoa there, buddy. Why are you trying to go for a, a you know, a tropic sunrise there? Uh, that's gonna, like, it'll, it'll mix you up. Or mess you up. Well, it'll mix you up, too. That's why I secretly... ever mix liquors together? Mix what? Sorry? Uh, liquors together? Um, yeah, well, okay. No. Okay, so, um, I... <laughs> yeah? I went over to the UK, um, uh, a couple of months ago, um in August uh, last year and I went to visit some really old friends that I hadn't seen in a while and uh, they thought it would be funny if they bought something called vodka. What the fuck? It is That sounds a, awful. It is Like tequila is scary by itself. Yeah. I love tequila. I can't do vodka, but vodka was 
Well, when you're drunk enough, every anything will go down pretty easy. Yeah, anything. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but to start it off, it wasn't the best, um, and that was an abomination. And then, like putting aside like uh, any cocktail that's got had mixed liquors in it, I wouldn't, I wouldn't rec- remember what exactly they were. But I that's why I stick now to either gin and tonics. Well, my go-to's were always gin and tonics, uh, ciders if I'm out, or um, Jaeger bombs because the Red Bull keeps me going. But I can't do them like regularly anymore. I did it one time, man. I. I still don't know what the fuck happened. <laughs> Jaeger bombs is the first time I've ever blacked out uh, from drinking. Uh, actually, no, second time. First time was when I met my wife. Uh, we won't talk about that. So, uh, yeah, Glenn, what about you? Like, we talked a little bit about your week, but I'm, I'm kind of accidentally uh, stealing Nick's thunder here. <laughs> I want to turn the screen to look at you. Oh, my, um, my Johann Sebastian. Um. Well, it's. I mean, I already said it. I got a lot of D and D, and just trying to keep, just trying to keep a sort of a schedule. Consistently streaming has been really good. Um, just because it's just like I have something to do, you know. Like if I was right. if I was right. unmotivated to stream, um, probably about two or three weeks ago, I just I would just go, eh, I don't want to today, you know, or right. or I'd get on and farm WoW or something. But honestly, Animal Crossing came out at the perfect time for me personally too, just because it's. Right. It's a it's a wonderful way to interact with my friends and spend time with a lot of people that I know who are playing this game. Um oh, yeah. and make new friends through the stream and just uh yeah, it's been, I'm, it's been I really cool. Repaired relationships using Animal Crossing as the way to start talking to people that we got in the fights over. That's like, awesome. This shit's magic duct tape, you know? Uh <laughs> there's a couple of people that, like we're just like, hey, you know, we got in a, a petty fight, we're never talking again, but then there's you know, one day just suddenly we start talking about turnip prices and stuff, and just out of the blue, I'll throw an olive branch and say, "Hey, I know you 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 probably want to kick my dog or something evil like that, but if you want to come over and sell your turnips, now's the time to do it. I know you've been needing money because you posted on Twitter, and for some reason we're like angry neighbors because we still follow each other, but we never talk to each other. And they're like, "Oh shit, that'd be awesome, man. Thank you. How are you doing?" It's like suddenly it's like everything's coming back together, kind of shit. Yeah. Animal Crossing's some. Weird magic shit, you know. It, it does stuff. It uh, does stuff for you, for you, Glenn specifically. I think it helped attract a, a pretty good, solid audience. Uh, you've met a couple of friends along the way, having fun with it, and yeah, I think it's been yeah. doing wonders for you. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Uh, and I think I think it's also wonderful because I think it was something that was brought up to me by you and Manders is just that I I had kind of melded into a weird version of a streamer that wasn't who I was uh, when I kind of found my stride and found you guys. Um, and so it was almost like it to me when you told me that I was like, that's a heavy reality check because I want to make sure that I'm true to the people that have supported me the longest. And if this is something that people that enjoyed Stardew and some of those other lighthearted games that I played would come back for because a lot of them had kind of stepped away because they were tired of watching me farm and wow, you know, or play yell and rage right. at League of Legends. Uh it, it really is. It's legit magic, this game. It, I, yeah, can't explain it. It's been wonderful. Absolutely. I like, I used to watch a lot of streamers, you know, they play Stardew Valley, Minecraft, and stuff like that. You know, just simple, happy go to games. And those are like the, the perfect kind of grab everybody kind of game. Yeah. But then you see them slowly, they'd switch over to uh, the Call of Duty uh, Battle Arena game, or they switch to Fortnite or some shit like that. It's like, I, I want to. You know, support you and continue to watch you, but you're you're playing a game that I have absolutely no interest in. They don't ever go back, and it's like, 
I guess I don't watch you anymore. It just yeah. kind of stinks, you know? Well, but, which is, uh, like, I, I also want to speak to that in terms of what you said specifically, Tyler. Like, I think that's fine. Uh, but the, when it becomes an issue, because like, there's no one game that everybody's going to love, especially in terms of watching. Right. right? So especially like, if you're a variety. Exactly. So I think the important, the most important factor there is, is the streamer having fun? Sure. I may not be yeah. watching them, but if I do stop by just to say hi or renew my sub, are they having fun? Does it look like they're enjoying themselves? Right. And so if right. they're not enjoying themselves, they're not forget, forget. Uh, doing something for your subs or your fans or whatever people who supported you because the one thing that's going to drive people away is if you're being disingenuous to yourself so the moment you start playing something and doing something that you need to just because for the views or because you feel like you have to all of a sudden it's no longer genuine to who you are and so then all of it like that's something that people will smell like from fucking miles away be like that person's not really their, their heart's not in this i really don't care to watch them but if you're doing yeah, what you right. like, even if you like your first ever sub doesn't watch you anymore, they'll still come by and renew that sub because they're like, you're having fun, the numbers are whatever, but you're having fun. These people seem nice in chat. Here's like, here's my 48th anniversary, like 48 month anniversary, you know, <gasps> nice. uh, like I see that in a lot of the channels, uh, you know, I've been part of for like a really long time. You know, like these are people I don't see around anymore. It makes me sad because I remember when the chat was at a time where like, these are my friends in chat and we were having a good time. They're no longer here because we have no interest in watching this game. But then there's that one day where like half of them <laughs> renew their subs because that's when they all sub. And I'm like, I roughly know when that day is coming up and it always feels good. So <laughs> some some merit to what you were saying too, Tyler. Like 100%, like you feel bad because they're not playing the games that you like to watch them play, right? But then also to Glenn's credit, like as long as you're having fun once you switch over to those variety of games it's 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 a it's a very fine line and then also you come it to the does, business side of it where one change in a game can wipe out that entire category it does speak true to a person's uh, character or personality where people who have no interest in a game that you're playing will still come and watch you uh i realized that with uh, a few people like uh just you hit a certain point it's like Watching people play Animal Crossing, but then they'll switch over, like I said, to the Call of Duty game. I don't. I could give two shits about battle royales, I'm, you know. Be, but right, yeah. you know, if they're having fun and they're hanging out with uh, friends that I know and whatnot, we're still chatting and having a good time. Then it's like I'm here for them at that point. But yeah. uh, like that, that takes a lot of like, uh, you know. I don't know where I'm going with this. No, I like yeah. it. I, I I agree with what you're saying. What you're I don't. Saying. It's not. It's it honestly this is one of those things where I'd have to say it's like that it it factor. There's no like it's it's just like because Twitch was made right now Twitch especially right now is an escape and like as a way to communicate yeah. and contact people. So uh, you know some of my favorite streamers are playing games that I have absolutely no interest in and I'm not even watching them. Uh, sure they're like the full things on one of my monitors, but I'm in chat mostly and just talking with people there and like shit like just shooting the shit with them. And so like it. It comes down to like who you attract uh, and you cultivating and curating that community and then letting them also like curate and cultivate themselves and like attract more people and keep them around, mm -hmm. which is yeah. one of the hardest things to do. Either you just do it organically and it just happens or you actually have to put effort into it and there's no like secret winning formula. Yeah, I think Honestly. everybody's journey on Twitch is completely different. You know, I know somebody who got brought onto a Geek and Sundry you know, thing, because she played a game of D&D &D with someone, got at the tabletop on Geek and Sundry, which is huge, and now she's huge. She's giant partner, everyone knows her, and, um, you know, that was her, la you know, blasting platform. But if she hadn't 
been friends with that person that invited her to that game. It's like, it's like you miss 100% of the shots you don't take. But if you don't ever take a shot, you're never going to have a chance. And so adapting and changing and looking into what you love and what you enjoy and trying to make that work within the context of the Twitch community is kind of a weird balance. And I can't, you know, I'm like 250 followers, like I'm not huge by any means, but I'm, you know, try, I'm starting to figure out how to um, create something that people will continue to come back for, hopefully, you know, and if that means I'm doing push-ups or squats on stream... Or that they can tell me to take a drink of water and that's their thing and they love that. Great. <laughs> yeah, I'll, tr- I'll be so hydrated. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I, I, I gotta stand down. Like, you doing the squats thing still freaks me the fuck out. Like, uh, that is one step away from, as Nick was saying, even if you have the most dedicated view in the world, if they can make you suffer, yeah, the thought's gonna be there. Like, Honestly, it's the activity. I, I like right, the fact right. that, the, you know, my, I, you know, I'm, my man boobs got a little smaller in the last week because I was—I probably did, you know, 150 push-ups, and that's not a lot, but it's something, you know. Right, right. Nice. And here's the thing, also, like to that credit, uh, like for anybody who does something like what you're doing, Glenn, um, if you don't know your if if you know your own body, you'll know when to say you can't do it anymore. Right. And if you're not Absolutely. an idiot, you'll know exactly when to say I can't do this. I will actually injure myself. You will not see me tomorrow. Yeah. So like, oh, yeah. one of those days I could barely walk. The next day they had me do like a hundred <laughs> squats or something, and I was like walking around like I'd been riding horses all day. It was it's like that. I was that like, oh my god, I'm so out of shape. Like jelly, and you can't go yeah. up or downstairs. Well, it's, like, it's like it's not even jelly. It's just they're like unstable. Like I know that kind of sounds like jelly, but to me, it's for me personally because I have bad knees. It's more like a rickety, badly placed together yeah. bit of bamboo, you know, and it's got a rope together, and you just like right, can't yeah. really bend. You're just sort of moving forward. And that's what makes the stairs hard for me. But I do feel what you're saying. But I have to like, you have to like not do body weight stuff to get jelly. That's right. when you're oh, like geez. squatting weight. Yeah. Look, if there's one thing I learned with this first shift thing where I was walking a few miles every day, I can't do it. Like, uh, <laughs> I, I, I can't do aerobics like I used to. I, I like, I need to do Zumba? anaerobics. Uh, 100%. I don't know what the fuck a Zumba is. That, that sounds like uh, some. You just. Jump it's like around a to dance, music. aerobic exercise. It's really is that intense. That fucking uh, what's his name? Richard Simmons. Is that something that Richard Simmons would be doing or something like that? Or uh, I would not honestly, be surprised if he was yeah. in a Zumba class. I honestly wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, it's usually like um, one person in the front and everyone's behind them, the instructor, and then they play music, and then there's a, a routine that the instructor creates to it, where it's the oh same yeah, that, for each that's song. definitely Richard Simmons territory then, hundred uh, yeah. percent. Yeah. And they go for like thirty minutes to an hour. I think yeah, yeah, probably yeah. the intro class. Is it's like part of the because um, they can get intense. They can get very intense. It's part of the whole uh, basic bitch Karen gym girl pack. You've got Zumba, Pilates, hot yoga. <laughs> um, you know. Um, Did you? I saw a post recently speaking on the topic of Karen with light cream. There was a <laughs> a post this woman put up on like her school's Facebook page, and she's like, "I come to pick up my kids." And every time I come, the kids start calling me Karen because of my wonderful haircut. Is there anything I can do legally to make them stop doing that? And somebody wrote below it. They're like, you're kind of reinforcing the stereotype here. You just wanted to take legal action against the child because they called you a name. Karen. And it wasn't even I want like to speak to the manager name. of the school. No! It's you not like the they're calling her no. a bitch. Sure, like, sure. Okay, look, they're just look. calling you Karen. You're being very basic. You wear... 
Oh my gosh. It has negative connotations, sure, but they're not calling you a bitch. No. I mean, the implication is that, but they're not outwardly calling you a bitch. A little bit. But they're, <laughs> right. And they're also second and third graders. They they're probably don't even understand that they're calling you a bitch. They just know that it's trending on social media. So they're like, Karen. And she reacts. What happens when a bully picks on you? If you react, they'll keep doing it. And you're an yes. adult. You're supposed to know better. <laughs> anyway, I'm sorry. You, uh, I got tangent you of You push Karen's. a button, the, the hatchback to the back of their uh, fucking... <laughs> What do I insert Karen Carr here? Uh, and like a bunch of rabid lawyers come out to try to yell at them. Up, 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 up. <laughs> um, no, I mean, I don't think Karen's use, would use lawyers. I feel like uh, they would just. They like have an to, SUV. You know, like uh, a. Right, like send a passive like aggressive a note to the mother of the child. <laughs> uh, yeah. A um, <laughs> little bit. Wait, wait, wait. Wait, wait. Yes. We can do this thing. Uh. Unfortunately, I oh, yeah, we can game. laugh, can't we? We can oh, even no, when we say things thing. that are funny. That's why when you pull the tie, uh, the you, you talked about the Snapchat, other went because <laughs> scary. Um, it is scary to wrap around to like what my week's been like. I've just oh, been yeah. uh, dealing with having a new roommate bought in um, and packing up my old roommate stuff, and then getting all of that shipped out and figuring out what he wants to keep and what he doesn't want to keep. Um, oh. It's not easy. Can't halfway across just the world. come back and do that himself. No, Glenn, you can't travel right now. Oh, derp. Yeah. The world is shut down. One or two That's issues. why he was supposed to come back in March and do all of this, but he couldn't. Oh. Sorry, folks. Yeah. Everywhere's closed. Okay. Um, now I feel like a jerk. I was like, why didn't this <laughs> jerk come back and get his stuff? You wanted to, idiot. Why didn't you just speak to the manager? <laughs> um, no, that's good. Yeah, like you, I'm Karen. It's not an easy situation for um, any of us just because, like, part of me doesn't really care enough, but also, like, he's built up eight years worth of things that I have to, like, now pick and choose and sort through and send back to his own country in Ukraine. Um, and so the shipping on that is also not going to be expensive, like, cheap. We're looking at uh, 12 to 1400 US uh, for Ooh, Ocean Freight. Smokes. It's like uh, $300 per cubic meter, uh, which I, which is. Decent amount. Which is like, I think that'll take um, three or four of the boxes that I'm sending him. And uh, each of those boxes are like 18 inches cubic. So I, like, I'm throwing numbers out here, but basically, like, it's going to take at least three cubic meters. Yeah. Wow. Um, and what, I do mean, you need what to you get like a full on stuff that's not sent? Um, okay, wait. No, it's going to be a, I think it's called an LCL, limited container load. It's going to be sharing uh, space on a shipping crate. Um, what did you say, Glenn? Uh, how. What are you going to do with the stuff that either he doesn't want or won't, you know, well, he doesn't want it? Like, are you going to sell it and then send him the money? Like, you're just going like, to stick it in a closet? Something like that. He's got a friend here who's going to take some of his PC parts because uh, he's got two PCs to so take one of them himself. And so I guess they'll figure out the money that way. Uh, the clothes, I'm going to just uh, donate them whenever they open up. Um, mm. And uh, I assume or, like, he's you back out... for shipping all this, right? Yes, yes. Otherwise, I wouldn't okay, be doing cool. it. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Otherwise, I'm just going to sell everything. Um, and then... Uh, yeah, I mean, I'll just sell whatever else because we have, like, other things to tie up, like, you know, last bits of rent and, like, all these other a, things. Is there an so. extra Switch in there? No, he was never a <laughs> Nintendo person. If there was, I would have bought it up immediately. Trust me, Glenn. Like, if there was a Switch Glad. and he wasn't interested, I would have bought it up immediately. I'm just asking everywhere, man. I'm desperate. <laughs> every single person I reach out to on Craigslist, on uh, LetGo, on every on Facebook Marketplace is a bot. They're all trying to scam. Every single right. one. I I'm saying this out loud for no particular reason for the stream. Glug, glug, glug. Oh. I'm going to do this nice. also for no particular reason. Me too. 
Ah, man. You know, water is fantastic, you know? I love water. Ah. But I like um, coffee more. If I had to choose, I'd choose coffee. Your, your chocolate milk? It's not chocolate milk. It's more like almond okay, milk. Okay, boomer. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I have chocolate milk. Um, but Vanilla beyond that, almond I've, milk is kind of akin to it. I've been feeling like taking a break from video games. Which is not the right, which is not the the best thing to hear on a video oh, game no. podcast. No, but oh, like no. putting aside Animal Crossing, like I'm just not really feeling anything right now. Hmm. What will you do all day? Yeah, well, I don't like, know. Read a book. What the fuck is a book? Are you talking about an yeah, audio book? What the book? fuck is that shit? The ones you listen to while you're on your commute? No, I'll actually read my Dungeon Master's Guide for once, and then I actually hey. build like a proper campaign. <laughs> there you go. Honestly, um, reading through those books is a valid thing to do. Uh, yeah, I don't know, like, I'm just kind of, you know, there's no shooter that feels, like, super satisfying to me right now, there's no, like, I'm waiting for Cyberpunk, like, there's really not much that's really caught my interest, um, and I don't even, like, in general also, I just don't feel like even going through a backlog, and I'm not particularly sure what it is, um, because I haven't done, like, I'm not, not, like, as a jab teller, but, like, I don't do the super grindy stuff and then get burnt out. I don't try to connect a whole fucking countryside with roads, or I don't, you know, put on it. <laughs> is there a reference here that I'm not aware of, Nick? Uh, whatever sorry. could you be talking about? Um, uh, I'm sorry. Uh, the Great Connector is a uh, is a uh, heroic individual who has connected millions of lost souls to each other. Talking about the cable guy? I think that's the Great Connector. The, the Great Connector did many wonderful deeds that put point A to B on a worldwide scale. Oh man! And he he has since retired happily, but the but the spirit of the Great Connector lives on. Uh, the yes, I get it. I <laughs> I played a lot of Death Stranding. I got burnt the fuck out. Yeah, no, um, I'm just saying. Like I've I've I don't I've not done something like that in a very long time. So there's no any there's no I'm not facing a particular burnout. It's just games are kind of like eh right now. <laughs> eh eh. Oh, um, <laughs> that stinks. Yeah, and I, but there's yeah, some part good of, ones out right now. I've heard decent things about Odyssey. I just I I have no interest like inherent interest right now to check out anything uh, hmm. like right. It's just like they announced until the new Paper Mario comes out. recently. Well, yeah, Squidward excited. Uh, Paper Mario. I, I was watching the gameplay. I've never played a Paper Mario game. I might play this. Do one. You guys want to trade for Paper Mario? Don't don't do this to me, Glenn. <laughs> Glenn. <laughs> here's the here's the the trigger and boom. <laughs> It's own. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm done. We're gonna bring up the whole Paper Mario thing. Let, like, let it die. Let it die. <laughs> yeah, like, oh god. Oh, oh god, man. I'm triggered myself. Um, but we should double we triggered. Sh- what was that? Yeah, like, all, part of it is also I think I've got like a bunch of things to actually take care of and like get myself sorted. And I feel like right now I'm putting a lot of time into games because games are that escapism thing. Hell like, yeah! I need to like the best. Step away for a little bit, get my shit sorted, and then come back. Um, yeah, yeah, that's kind of like where I'm at. Not like nothing terrible is going on, but um, oh, also, I actually, I, I guess I could say this: um, I have officially, officially graduated. Like, I got the confirmation from my school. Um, I clapping. I don't have any music for this. Shit! Hey, I gotta clap. I gotta clap because I know it's uh, your favorite emote. Listen yeah. to it. Uh. Listen to me clapping. Well, if clapping. it helps, because <laughs> the way I'm clap. running my, uh, uh, like, the Switch and how I'm routing it, I cannot hear any of the game audio, so... So it's just for the audience. Uh, but congratulations, buddy. That's amazing. You got that, you know, several tens of thousands piece of paper. <laughs> uh, yes, yeah, specifically, I think for me, um, 120,000 Canadian dollars. 
because I'm an international that's, that's, student. Yeah. Congratulations. I, I always forget Nick. I went to you school. Got your in fucking state. Bachelor's. That's awesome, dude. Yes. Um yeah, no, I've graduated. Like I got like a few days ago I got the official paper saying like yes, you've completed your things. He's going to graduate. Um and uh, now I just have to like, apply like cool, for... fuck all the rest of the finals that I have. <laughs> yeah. Kidding. I just have to apply for my uh, work permit and then I can start looking for jobs. So that means I have to get my resume updated, my portfolio updated. I actually have to put effort into making a LinkedIn profile. I have to do some certifications to get myself job ready. This is part of why I'm not really feeling like games right now. Yeah. Like I've got yeah. to do all of that uh, because well, I would say the good thing is you have the setup to work remotely. So like on top of having a degree now with practical experience, it sounds like through the, you know, the way your school works, you right. have the ability to be a first, you know, full-time employee somewhere where you can work from home easily. Yes. But that's the cool. unfortunate part is also there are no jobs out here right now too much, but on the flip side, uh, British Columbia, uh, our uh, infection rates have been very, very low in comparison to the rest of North America. So oh, we sure. are actually looking at, uh, like, so far we only have about 2,400 confirmed cases. Um, That's insane. In comparison, um, Montreal has 40,000. Nice. Um, I mean, that's technically good, right? Sorry, Quebec has 40,000. Ontario has, like, 25,000 or something. Uh, yeah, no, like, in comparison to the rest of Canada, we are um, uh, very low. Also, I just want to say really quick, uh, thank you to everybody in chat. Um, yes. Thank you. Thank you. Um, so, we're, we're, we're uh, the provincial government has set up uh, phases for reopening. Um, so, next week, we're, lift, we're going to phase two which is lifted restrictions. So some personal services return. Um, some restaurants will start up opening up again in limited like capacity that they still have to enforce like social distancing to some extent within the restaurants. Uh, no personal gatherings of more than six to seven people and a few other things like elective medical procedures can come back. Um, so I will in fact pos- quite likely be able to get a haircut again in about two weeks. Because I'm not going to be part of that first rush. But the provincial government has also maintained that should they see a unusually large spike in numbers, we're going back to phase one, which is right now fucking complete social distancing. Uh, So they're maintaining like holding uh, that right. Just to understand, that means you guys are pushing towards phase two. Yes. Um, And then phase three (laughs) is sometime between June and September, where we go up to like gatherings of not more than 50 people should numbers continue to remain low and in decline. Um, Gatherings of not more than 50 people. The local film industry is set to open back up again would be given uh, permission, uh, which means I will be able to look for jobs as a PA, um, uh, which is nice. Um, Yeah, things will slowly start opening up in phase four, which is like, quote unquote, back to normal is not going to happen until there's some sort of... um, a medical thing like a vaccine or a drug or something uh or like until there's like some sort of proven herd immunity thing um right. so like the government has set out like proper plans on how to let this happen and also there's uh stipends and uh, other sort of uh, uh financial motivations for going to volunteering locally because of the lack of jobs uh so if you were to volunteer you could earn anywhere like especially for the younger people so anywhere from 19 i believe to 27 or 16 to 27 or 28 if you're a student or you just graduated if you were to volunteer yeah. Uh, from you can earn anywhere between a thousand to five thousand dollars a month, uh, depending on what you're doing and how many hours you're putting in. So they're like mm-hmm. putting so, which is what I'm eventually planning on starting to do um, next month. Is I'm gonna look to see if there are any positions locally, and just go out and help, like at least build up my portfolio and what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. So there's there's just like a, lot. a lot. That's good. 
yeah yeah but it's it's a lot and just even mentally to wrap my head around that is just kind of like i i kind of had a plan on what to do before all of this hit now all of this hit it's kind of like i have to rethink of a plan which is not the worst thing but it's just also like the motivation's also at an all-time low yeah i feel you man um don't worry we got you back well regardless um we are a video uh, game podcast. tambourine of motivation oh by. shit wait we're a video game podcast we What's are video we games. Are, we are a video game podcast. We, yes, we are. We are a video game podcast. Uh, yeah, I guess we are. Should we talk about video games then? Uh, let's we're talk streaming live on Animal Crossing. Let's let's talk about video games. Um, Glenn, how's your week been in terms of playing games? Yeah, uh, played good. Anything? Just uh, same basic stuff. Trying to cl- I climbed into gold on TFT, which is kind of nice. Cool. Um, Congratulations. Nice. Welcome to the party. Yeah, I know, right? It's where I'm starting to play against players who know what they're doing. Um, right. which uh, is isn't super that annoying. The worse. Well, I like working a transition comp is fucking foreign to me. So, like, I'll watch Disguise. I watch all of Disguise to its videos and Sca- some mascaras. Um, some prominent. Uh, I don't think they actually stream it. I think they just make YouTube videos. But um, <clears throat> they're they're very good. And it, it's kind of like watching a pro do anything is that it's it looks deceive, deceivingly easy to do what they yeah. do, especially in this case where it's literally just money management and placement. That's it. Right. There's no reactions. Yep. I don't have to have, you know, to an extent it is because I have to know what to do when I see what with what items and how to react and change based on what they're doing. But like to another extent, it's just do you know how to build a composition that works well with items and place them correctly for who you're going against? Uh, and I'm finding out that like, that's something I got to work on. <laughs> um, like getting up to gold, it was like 50% knowing the top three builds basically mm-hmm. to uh, shoot for if you can. And then the other 50% was pure bullshit. And you know what? Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it got me there. But the moment like I started getting high silver, it's like, oh, what do you mean I have the meta game? Yeah. I can't do my bullshit builds. That doesn't work. Oh, God. No. No, it doesn't. Uh, okay. You, you got to commit to uh, a winning build or yeah, if you build <laughs> enjoy like six mech, plate. mech pilot infiltrators in, you know, silver and below, you just destroy everyone. You know, that sort of thing. Yeah. Or chrono blasters, chrono brawler blasters. Everyone loses to that shit. Oh, yeah. You oh, know what yeah. I was doing unknowingly too. Like when I, when I played that little bit, I'm like, hey, look, because like even historically in Pokemon, I like the hit hard, hit fast, and like be weak as shit. Yep. So I'm like, hey, look, yeah. I can do like this ups my attack speed. Let's stack mm-hmm. more of these people. Um. Oh, look, these guys are brawlers. I like melee. Let's add more of these people. And I'm like, <laughs> more punching. If the faster you yeah. like, the more you go, the faster you get. The more punches you can throw. Sounds like <laughs> a no brainer. More punch, yeah. big brain right there. Yeah. And like I, I even like figured a way that seems to work at a higher elo to make that work. You just have to f- swap out brawlers for uh blade masters and add mm. a little celestial. Because then they hit hard, oh. they hit fast, and they hit progressively faster, and they, and they heal themselves as they attack. Oh yeah. So there's some uh big and you brain. can even sprinkle mystic in there if you're going against the sorcerer or something like that, because uh they you know, Lulu's a celestial, so you can keep that celestial and then get like a karma or something like right, that so right. yeah there's fun ways to make comps I, that you like working in lower elos making them work in upper elos but honestly the best composition you can run is one that counters that isn't being taken by anyone else in your carousel because if you're playing the one that no one's taking you're going to inherently be ahead of the game because oh yeah. all the champs you oh need yeah. are easily and available so like fucking malphite 
everybody wants Malphite. Malphite's like playing Ooh, the no. Death Knight in Wrath of the Lich King days. It's like everybody has a fucking it's Death Poppy Knight. now, everybody bro. Has, it's Poppy now. Yeah, she is really? disgusting on the new patch. She like, slaps so hard in her shield. I saw somebody yeah. <laughs> have protector on poppy along with vanguard so every oh. time and she was running like they were running chrono vanguard uh celestial protectors so she was unkillable because you'd get her to half health and because they had mm -hmm. four protectors she's popping 40 percent shields every time she hits and she hits faster and oh, yeah. faster and faster so the longer the game goes the harder she is to kill it was nuts oh man that sounds great <laughs> It's it insane. sounds like the new bullshit equivalent of uh, Van Olaf or some shit. Yeah, Vanguard. Oh my god, I miss Olaf. But Vanguard early is like the big play from everyone because it transitions into about three or four different good comps from Vanguard. So right. Yeah. Honestly, uh, I used to love running protectors, but it seemed like I could never get it right. You know? Like, yeah. You you need a sweet good early Zin Zhao, but I never found fucking Zin Zhao half the time, and so yeah, Zin Zhao plus. Uh, What's his nuts? Uh, Jarvan. That too. Because uh, Rakan and Jinjo uh, are Nico. both celestial protectors, so you get protector and celestial if you get both of them early. Oh, that'd be so nice. It's nice, <laughs> yeah. And I but even yeah, saw like, this really cool thing where somebody put a rapid fire cannon on Rakan, so he was hitting people <laughs> from 200% away, and then he would jump across the map. So it was a, a Shojin, an IE, and a rapid fire cannon. So he oh, bam, fuck. bam, bam. And then he would jump because he's getting it fast, and he was just flying across the map like Aurelia, but instead of only hitting yeah. one target, every time he jumped across the map, he was hitting everybody in the area. It was insane. So. Shoujin on Rakan is just... <laughs> like, two yeah. of them on him. Uh, and then you put a chalice or something? Um, Rakan's only want one thing, and it's disgusting. More cooldown for their alts. Also, oh, Zaya yeah, Hyper Carry is last and disgusting. So anyway, we don't just talk about TFT anymore. Yeah. TFT's fun. Um, yeah, I'm sorry. A little like, bit of league. Like I play my, with some friends. My fucking brain went a little staticky there because you started throwing yeah. names out there, and I'm like, I could tell. I was I like, I haven't we played are enough. T I haven't played enough TFT to like know the names of these characters. I heard Xin Zhao. I know that. Wait, then they lost me. Right, Ruka uh, No, no idea. Ruka Yeah, no, no. <laughs> you say Wukong? Aurelia? Yeah, Aurelia. Okay, like Aurelia. Okay, cool. Okay. Yeah. Chrono Vanguard. Yeah, I yeah. know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, got it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> you got enough it's like <laughs> learning uh the greetings in a foreign language it's like yeah i can say hello yeah but it's like it last thing i'm gonna say about tft if you're going against somebody that does vanguard you build last whisper because it reduces the armor that they get as a bonus from their set bonus so like learning to build items and comps against others and positioning yeah. big deal anyway, right that's all i have to say about that other than that oh, i've yeah. been playing uh wow uh we had it's it's the same. Uh, we've got a lot of folks in guild who aren't super happy right now. Um, there's some ho hopefully some changes around the corner about the way loot's going and stuff like that. Because like I said, we got two DFTs and they both went to fucking feral druids. And we tell people that they laugh in our faces because none of our tanks, none of our fury warriors have DFTs, um, and that's why we're struggling. But anyway, um, that's been good. Uh, um, so I've, I've heard uh, something, so I wonder if the guild you're in, so I heard something about a friend's guild that they're in, and uh, they have loot councils. Oh, fuck loot councils, man. Like, loot councils? What the fuck is this? So they have is this literally, like, yeah, the they leaders have sit there and decide who gets what when. Yeah, they have ranks within the guild uh, based on how 
good you are, how often you've been raiding, and they'll yep. promote. Like, it's basically a full-fledged, like, ranking military system. And mm-hmm. even if... So uh, my friend, uh, uh, um, they they were... Are they on not an, They were not an officer. So they uh-huh. had... Uh, they were playing a mage, um, and they had two green rings. Two green rings, yeah. and they were running MC. A purple ring drop. Uh, oh. But they were excluded like from the role... Upgrade. They were excluded from the role because the officer, the the bottom to like the second to last tier up, uh, right under the the head or whatever, um, had one purple and one blue ring. So he got the purple ring that dropped oh, to replace no, that no, no. blue. See, a good loot council is going to give the ring to the person that it will affect the most. So if you've got a purple and a blue and they've got two greens... Granted, that may be one of those things, too. It sounds like your friend, there's plenty of, at, if you're raiding MC, there's plenty of good blue rings that you can pick up by running dungeons as quest rewards. So I don't know why, A, I don't know why he has two blue rings or green rings, but maybe they didn't, they were like, nope, you don't even, just, you haven't even worked for your blues, so we're no, not going to give you a purple. No, how dare they not farm, you know, the same dungeon 60 times to try to get a couple it's of like part of well, it's some just, of them are just quest rewards, like right, the Mark of yeah. Forging and those things, you know? Um, so I could be remembering be the, it, like, but, rarity wrong and stuff, but, like, it still just seemed yeah. a little ridiculous to me that... Um, there are loot councils. They still like give out the loot based on who needs it more, or they'll just decide to yeah. roll. But then they also just give it out based on seniority, mm-hmm. which, which I is think is not bullshit. so awesome. I don't. Yeah, that's yeah. part of the reason why my guild went with a stray DKP system. There's a little bit of bio, like with DKP or like with certain items, you can't roll on it unless all of the people from this class have it. You know. Right. Um. So if you do guild bet, your bet will be ignored. New but. members for a 25 man. Uh. They get those people, but then they tell them they have lower priority because even though we needed you, uh, these people are more important. They leave. Pikachu face. It's like, <laughs> I what mean, do you expect? I, 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 personally, I really enjoy the DKP system. I just think that it needs to have a hard bio list. Feral Druids should not be rolling on DFTs until the Warriors have them. Sorry. Because it's going to be that much better. And speaking on the details of it, in a raid group, you're trying to build up your tanks so they can generate as much threat as possible so that when your DPS gets geared as hell, they're not going to steal threat from the tank, which fucking wipes the raid. And when you don't prio loot to the tanks, which we are not doing, then that we end up wiping more because our DPS DPS has to like hold back. I have to hold back. I should be doing over a thousand DPS on every single boss. And I've only done it once to one boss because I can't, I can't fully unload. Yeah, because you're going to pull aggro too much. Yeah, because I'll pull aggro. Yeah. And so that's, that's what we're running into right now where people are just frustrated about wiping. You know, you lose all your world buffs on the second boss in Blackwing Lair. You're pissed. Right. You know, it's just interesting how I I think it's fascinating how much WoW has survived. WoW is like CSGO of MMOs. Mm-hmm. Of all the wild killers, uh, claimed to uh, you know fulfill the <laughs> prophecy that would take down Blizzard's empire. Uh, yeah, I mean, they've all come and gone. The only person, the only thing capable of killing WoW is Blizzard themselves. Um, yes, and they've I seen us. They're doing a great job. Yeah, they did a great job with retail, but they, you know, they're like, hey, what if we just release the same thing but a little bit better? <laughs> and then that's classic. <laughs> and people have been playing the shit out of it. Oh yeah. Um, but um. It yeah, works. I just, I just, I just find out interesting and how in depth. Like, like I think when you think oh, about yeah. video game addiction, I like, I think about WoW immediately because that stereotype from like South Park of the dude sitting in the basement just playing on Live his computer, like it's rocking chips and shit on his gut. It He's like it rings back true. At fucking Sixty degrees. I have, I know yeah. a person who's 
right now because they lost their job is making money by farming gold and wow. And they'll wake up at 5 in the morning and play all the way till 8 in the night. Oh yeah! Wait, they, what country are they from? The States. Wow, an American gold farmer? Those th those are rare. American gold goes for great rates nowadays. Uh, <laughs> but, like... Not in a line. I just literally typed in person dies playing WoW, and in 2015, <laughs> a guy in... Looks like China? A Chinese gamer. He was gaming in an internet ca cafe for 19 straight hours, and he collapsed and died of exhaustion while playing. Like... That's crazy addiction to literally ignore your own body's signals that you are dying because you need this digital item in your inventory. That's when crazy I, to me. One thing I realized like later in life that was a terrible idea. I used to practice trying to hold my piss for the longest time. Oh. That way I because in order to keep up and stay awake with these people playing into the wee hours in the morning, I would have to drink Mountain Dew, Mountain Dew, sugar, caffeine, all that makes you piss more. Yep. So I would train during the day by seeing how long I can you know, hold it before I need the pee. Like doing like mental willpower and stuff like that. Uh, actually helped as a truck driver. But that shit <laughs> is damaging to your body when you hold, you know, like, yeah. you know, holding the stuff together. And yeah. Don't like, get me wrong. You when so you really got to pee and you let it out, Oh, feels so wonderful to just act like just let it go, you know. Uh, uh yes. Wait, Tyler in the wait. chat suggesting getting a bottle and muting yourself for a second. Uh, <laughs> there are people who do that. They get like uh, catheters and stuff. I mean, as a truck driver, trucker bombs is a thing. First off, uh, but like there has trucker been some bomb? trucker bombs. Uh, basically, that's the term of what they call uh plastic bottles filled up with pee that got thrown on the highway. They, they call them trucker bombs. Yeah, it, it is. It is gross. Uh, but uh, people will uh, like truckers specifically will take uh, used uh, laundry detergent containers, uh, use that while they're driving and stuff. And then when they get to a truck stop, it looks like they're just doing laundry because they're carrying this laundry detergent. Walk up to the bathroom, dump it into the urinal. They're on their way. And that's actually like, kind of smart. That's that's. Oh. It's smart for an emergency kind of thing, but if you're right. doing it as a regular instead of, uh, you know, using an actual restroom to, like, wash your hands and shit, yeah. that gets grody. But, like, you know, big brain, if you ever need to find a way to, you know, use the restroom and, get, you know, get away with Like, don't do it during WoW. Just ask for a bio, for the love of God. Right. <laughs> a Just good old bio break. But, like, uh, one second, I can't make calls. I got to mute myself. Uh, family business. Cool. Well, WoW is fun. Yeah, well, was fun. I would imagine. Oh, I thought you were actually muted. I was like, "Is he gotta go?" <laughs> no, 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 <laughs> no, no. I was just making a, a joke. Okay, I'm with um, you. I was I'm like, moving on. Okay, he's gotta go. Moving on from trucker bombs. Tyler, Tyler, what have you been playing this week? Well, uh, I shocker. I've been playing a certain game that we're currently in right now. But uh, like the big ones uh, that I've gotten to play is YouTube. Glenn, don't don't you worry. We'll get to it, my my, my sweet little baby bird. <laughs> I love it. Uh, <laughs> we love it. Uh, <laughs> I I played and beat uh, Untitled Goose Game. Uh, I never nice. touched it before, and I, I haven't fully seen it before. It's a two two and a half hour game, and uh, got to stream it. It's a game. My uh, favorite. It's a game. Uh, My favorite it, thing about the game, game is when you terrorize a little child. Scaring 
yes, uh, like there is a section with that kid where he's, he acts all tough and stuff, but the moment you honk, he's like, GG, forward slash FF, and he books it. Uh, he runs himself into the fucking uh, police box and stuff. I did like the fact that it was really simple, it was cute, the music and the artistic design was pristine. But there was a couple of times I had trouble doing uh, stuff like uh, trying to figure out how to put the fucking uh, sunflower hat on the gardener and whatnot. And there was really no explanation or a cue for that. And uh, Nick, in the chat, Nick in the chat's asking uh, if it's worth going for the platinum for. Yeah, uh, might as well do uh, My Name is Mayo too while you're at it if you want to go for easy platinums. Uh, it, does have a, um, it does have a challenge mode after you finish it the first time. Uh, with the yeah, speed I trials. Saw, I saw that. I saw that, man. And I'm like, alright guys, end of the stream, bye. <laughs> Before uh, people started asking about it. I, it looks like it could be fun. It's honestly, it's cute. I like messing around and terrorizing a small village uh, and causing a little bit of chaos. Uh, I don't know why people wanted it to be game of the year with other contenders, but I mean, each his own, I guess? It, it was a good game. It wasn't game of the year material, though. That's just a personal opinion, you know? Right, was it nominated for Game of the Year last year? I'm pretty sure that it, like, won a Game of the Year award, like, uh, as a meme at a certain point, just because, uh, apparently this Goose game is fucking full of memes that people have made up, like, throwing the rake in the lake or some shit like that. Right, um, uh, I'm, I'm just trying to remember, it was named the Dice Game of the Year, among other accolades. Um, the Dice Game of the Year, Design, in uh, design Innovative Communicate entertain that's what the dice awards stand for so in that sense i kind of see it why uh it got outst uh, outstanding achievement for an independent game and what else uh outstanding achievement in character um it beat out death stranding in a lot of things i know i know that is like upsetting like uh when i heard that you know unfortunately death stranding did not reach as big a of an audience than as i thought it was gonna right uh Turns out, you know, there's only a select amount of people that actually were interested in playing that game. Uh, the wild minds of Kojima and all that stuff. But, uh, yeah, it's unfortunate to me personally. But, uh, I mean, if people appreciate it, then, you know, good for them. I don't think it should have won the award, but that's, like I said, a hot that's take. Just, yeah, that, okay. Um, what else have you been playing besides uh, Untitled Goose Game? So, another game that uh, Brandon... Uh, our member over at the D&D group, uh, Casual Quest Masters, uh, he got me the try out a game with uh, Amanda and one of Amanda's friends uh, called uh, Scrap Mechanic. And honestly, the best way I could describe it is what if you could play Minecraft, but instead of building blocks and stuff, the primary focus was uh, building mechanical monstrosities. And uh, you know what? I'm all in on it. Like, I love the shit out of it. It's such a good game. Uh, it gives you a level, like, basically, there's no actual story or whatnot. Uh, it's like, hey, you're a bunch of halflings, because you, you're you're tiny people. Like, you look like legit halflings with the way, uh, it looks like they stole the model out of fucking WoW. Uh, and playing as them, uh, you your ship, for some reason, crashed, uh, why what's the ship i don't know who they they don't give a fuck uh so i didn't either and you're like hey you have a food meter a water meter and a health bar build shit good luck and that's pretty much it and uh there are uh robotic enemies that will appear at nighttime depending if uh you're farming or whatnot which is another thing you get to do you can farm in this game and as you 
proceed to explore the world and like make a base and all that stuff, you uh, get abilities to unlock more and more uh, schematics, if you will, to build more stuff. Now, when I say schematics, I mean the components to make schematics. Like, uh, I personally wanted to make a vehicle. It's like, okay, scrap mechanic, what does a vehicle entail? It's like, well, you need to make tires. You get the materials, you make tires, you know, uh, you collect honey and shit. Why the fuck is there honey needed to make tires? Don't ask. I have no fucking idea why. Uh, get some scrap metal, uh, whatnot. Throw it together, you got tires. Okay, how do I turn this into a vehicle? You can make wood blocks. Like, let's say, just uh, chop down a couple of trees. You make uh, 100 blocks of wood or whatnot. It takes about 15 minutes. And you make this fucking board on the ground. It's just a fucking board. How do okay. you turn that into a car? Uh... Apart, uh, you Take get the wheels on the sides and then put the engine at the back. Hell yeah. Uh, <laughs> like, it, it gets really in-depth real fucking quickly because you can turn anything into anything at this point. Like, one of the videos that they show is you can turn your house into a moving truck if you want to. And... So, you know, you take this piece of wood, you slap some bearings on it, which is basically like uh, rotors or, you know, an axle, if you will. Uh, just put that on each side, put a tire on that. Okay, now this is a wood block that has wheels and you can push it. It is a vehicle. Well, you know, I mean, it's a, <laughs> it's a shopping cart at that point. And then you can make an engine, attach that engine, and if you attach the engine and slap to the wheel and turn that engine on, cool. You now have a shopping cart that has absolutely no control features whatsoever. It's now going into the ocean. Shit, shit, shit. You chase after it for five minutes because why the fuck did I do that? Uh, and then you're like, oh shit, I need to attach a fucking steering wheel. So you attach the steering wheel uh, and the switch and whatnot, you, then you can turn it on, control it, drive it around, and suddenly it's like, cool. Oh shit, you got a car. And just doing that, building your first car is one of the most exciting things I've ever seen in a creative game. Like, I was ecstatic building my own car because you can build you can build a car that's two box, well, you know, as long as you can hold two wheels, you don't have to do two wheels, you can do three wheels, make it a tricycle. And just doing that, building the materials and whatnot in the survival mode of the game and building this car was one of my happiest achievements. Because A, getting it to move is frightening when you're like the first four hours of the game trying to get something to work uh because you get a connection tool and the connection tool if anybody ever sees it while i'm streaming that will scare you away from the game if you don't know how to use it it's basically like hey each time you pull out this connection tool which you connect dot to dot it's a different color there's a bunch of them there's one on each wheel for some reason so you got to connect uh let's say the back two wheels to the engine that means whenever the engine turns on, the wheels will start turning when you activate it. You attach the engine to the steering wheel. That means anytime you turn on the, uh, or get on the steering wheel, you turn on the engine, which then turns the wheels when you control the steering wheel. And just going from step by step by step, I now have built this fire truck looking monstrosity that has saw blades and drills and shit that I push a button and they just fold out like this horrific monster like creature and there's no currency or anything like that uh there is like a, a currency if you will in terms of uh you turn food into uh packages you can trade to an npc for uh, certain things but so far it's just been me brandon amanda has quit so far because you know too confusing or you know too much for her uh it's been me brandon and then one of brandon's friends uh just slowly building this thing larger and larger because as you kill enemies, they'll drop upgrade things that you can upgrade your engine right, to use right. less fuel and all that stuff. Uh, if you want to 
started learning how to use suspensions and all that stuff, uh, starting to discover how lighting works. And uh, every time we have a problem, we just build a weird ass machine to fix it. And so far, every solution has been hilarious so far. Uh, honestly, this feels like the uh, the development uh, area for Acme. Like, Wally Coyote is like our supervisor at this point with uh, the stupid shit we've tried making so far to, you know, accidentally uh, put the engine at max power so it burns through all our gas in five seconds. And suddenly I'm doing, uh, you know, a Olympic style triple somersault with my vehicle because the wheels had so much power, it just <laughs> ragdolled me through the sky. Thank you, Brandon, for doing that every single time. By the way, <laughs> shout out to him. But yeah, uh, him and I are having fun with it. It's only $20. I think it was on sale for like $13, $14. And uh, you can have up to four people play at once. So if there's a fourth person that wants to give it a shot with us, you're more than welcome to. Uh, there is some downsides with it. There's no actual server. So uh, basically one person hosts the other three people join that server essentially. Uh, it gets really uh, jittery because it's. I believe it's technically still in alpha for the past three, four years. Um, yeah, when I checked, it was still early access when you sent me that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And uh, as a result, there's been a couple of weird glitches every now and then. Like, uh, I guess a big thing has been pistons. You can make pistons, which uh, basically, if you activate it, it moves something. Shocker, it's a piston. You know, up and down, uh, forward and back. But I guess if you pick a piston off of uh, the wrong way, it'll just randomly disappear from your hand. And uh, getting the materials for a piston can take like 45 minutes to make. Uh, so, you know, that's a big oof. Uh, physics are really weird. When you uh, ram a tree with a saw blade, you have no idea if the tree is going to go down or if your uh, vehicle is going to get knocked back 20 feet in the air. Okay. Mm. Uh, it, it, like... It's basically like rolling dice. Uh, roll the hit. Uh, my truck rolled the one. Oh no! You uh, you backflip after bouncing <laughs> off as the street easily deflects your assault, and it, it's it's bizarre. It's comical most of the time. Uh, there's cows in there where the udders are on top of their head, and you got to feed them corn, and they'll give you moo moo milk so you can heal uh, your hunger and uh, your uh, thirst. It's really it's really weird. Like it it's simple at the same time, but Looking at the craft bot that shows you all the silly things you can make, it's wild. I, like, honestly, I can't think of anything for it. Like, you would have to play it to understand how over-the-top this game can be. And with the creativity of doing silly stuff, like, I discovered recently that uh, the bearings that you use to have the tires turn when you uh, turn on the engine, I mean, it's basically you attach a block to it and that block spins. And so, you know, you attach a tire, that works. But... What happens if you attach saw blades instead to them? The saw blades will spin. So I've been thinking about having saw blades for tires for some reason, making it look like some Mad Max level shit. Uh, that, that's been pretty interesting so far. Uh, I've seen videos of people basically making Metal Gears where bipedal monsters just walking across using full uh, piston power and oh, stuff no. like that. And so... If, if you know one of us one of us it, you know, as uh robots are trying to attack you but then you they you come in like a fucking at and uh i've been having fun with that so far uh the last thing uh like i have a goal where i want to attach my rocket to my car or my truck and launch it into space and that's when i quit uh we can do that anytime but there's still a couple of areas that have enemies too hard for us to beat in our current stage okay and so i've been like uh, 
him and I have been playing slash streaming, trying to uh, build out materials to get uh, weaponry to fight off those robots. And uh, yeah, it's been fun. It's been a hell of a ride. And uh, for those who didn't hear me the first time, it's called Scrap Mechanics. I believe it's 20 bucks on Steam if you're interested in giving it a shot. Or at least looking at it. Um, that's cool. It sounds like Minecraft, but not in blocks. And uh, like, yeah, I mean, like, kind of blocks. One of your, like, I think it was the Tekken mod, the one where you can do sciencey things, or not the Tekken mod, which, I mean, whichever you, one uh, that you could, like, make solar power, solar panels and shit. Yep, Tekken Light. Yeah. Tekken Light and Tekken Class. Uh, yes. It, it's, it's basically, honestly, uh, you, I remember how you said you didn't like Minecraft because of the way it looked, pretty much. Uh, this is pretty much what Minecraft would have been like if uh, right. if it was just cel-shaded and running off of... Uh, shit, what is the name of uh, that the software engine? Unreal? Unreal. Basically, Unreal. something or, like that. Yeah. Right. So, um, Speaking of Minecraft, um, yeah. are, are the two of you familiar with a streamer known as Moon Moon? I am not. Oh, there was a time where I got to watch him... Role-playing Grand Theft Auto V. I remember watching his live stream as he slowly turned himself in with his, I think, 70-plus uh, felonies that he had committed throughout his life that he was uh, addressing to. But yeah, wasn't he playing uh, Minecraft recently? Yes. So, uh, Moon Moon started out... Not started, but, like, he he blew up really for uh, Overwatch. Um, and he switched over to, uh, what do you call... Um, like he's done Overwatch, he's done GTRP, and then most recently, um, I've been because I've been watching him. He's been doing Minecraft RP. He started RP a, Minecraft servers. Oh yeah, this is a, a RP Minecraft servers aren't new. Like these are very like they they've been there for a while. But huh. what started off as a, a him like because he's a variety streamer now essentially, so he just keeps going from game to game. So what started off as him playing. Um, a doing like a six-man hardcore Minecraft survival thing turned into him and his god complex fully coming out and him becoming the ruler of this uh, RP server. So it first started off where they're like, we should go into the nether region and go across the chasm of hell to this particular point for no other reason in servitude of our god. And he established a religion known as Mormonism. A riff off uh, Mormon, uh, Mormonism, or I guess... Um, and, uh, he went from six people to 12 to 28 to now, I think he's up to 101 or 110. And he's basically opened up a whitelist, whitelist for the Minecraft server for any of his subs. Um, so out of the three of us, guess who's a moon moon sub? You. Um, and guess who's put themselves successfully on a, uh, Minecraft whitelist list for a hardcore survival RP server? What the fuck? And I'll tell you why, because he's also created, like, a whole-ass caste system. Basically, he's the speaker of God, of Mormonism, and he's the Lord, and then you've got the brothers and sisters that do all, like, the high-level shit, and they can eat and do, like, eat normal food and, like, live in, like, this special area called Lake Tillicum, spelled Till I Come, um, um... And okay. then it goes to the acolytes who can who are only allowed to eat bread, and they must pay for bread and flint. And then it goes down to the serfs, who can only eat potatoes. There's a class and system. There's a class why system. Why does this do it for you? Because it's so stupid. That's why it's so fucking stupid. It's and so stupid that you want to give him money and be a part of it. Uh, yes. <laughs> okay. So. All right. Just to make sure I understand what's going on here, 
you have successfully put yourself on a list to be a chance to start off as a surf on a Minecraft server to a popular streamer who has proclaimed themselves a god of that server. Yes. And you must work and fight your way in roleplay by eating potatoes and serving the needs of the higher classes until hopefully one day you'll get your way up. Yes. Okay. Are you committed uh, no to that? No further questions, Your Honor. Sorry? Glenn? Are you committed to it? I mean, I mean, I let's see how it goes. First, let me get in because it's so easy to die as a surf because the system he's essentially set up because it's all for content too, right? So he's essentially yeah. set up the system where um, even for the acolytes, you have to cheat to like break the laws in order to survive. And so if you get caught, you're fucked. So don't get caught. Like there are and ways. If you die, you're off the list. Yeah, it's or... hardcore. You're you're gone. You you're banned and you can no longer play. Nice. Wow. Wow, yeah. So this like is essentially like some... essentially this is like my fifteen seconds wow. of fame if it happens, you know? <laughs> yeah. But like it'll still be like it's one of those things where like it seemed harmless to put myself on the list, but you also have to I also yeah, keep in mind that there are like tens of thousands of people on this list. Right. Yeah. Um it's not it's not just me, like it's not like hundreds of people, it's like tens of thousands of people. And it's just kinda like, you know, fifteen seconds to just go in there, do something stupid, die to a creeper or something. Uh, yeah. like it just seems silly in an GG. RP server. Like it, like it also like with the RP stuff, I can make my character be whatever I want. I can claim to be the brother of one of the acolytes, long lost like brother, like half brother or something, and try to work my way up. <laughs> like, like there's really what if a lot. You that are God's father. They, uh, I'd be, I'd be like tried some, for heresy, uh, edgy boy. You'd be yeah. tried for heresy, but uh, yes, that's I'd who be, you are. I'd be tried it's for the heresy RP server. That's who I am. <laughs> But you don't go against God itself. So I can say I'm an acolyte's brother, but I can't be like, hey, listen, son, we haven't had a conversation in a long time. Can I not be I mean, this surf anymore? I'm your father. I mean, he'd probably allow it you, if he personally knew me. If I'm like, hey, you yeah. know, it'd be really, it'd be really funny if you would just give me your stream key and then I just pretended to be your father. <laughs> be like, yeah, dude, that sounds tight. <laughs> I'm your brother-in-law, a cool one. <laughs> like, I feel like that would get you like a solid ten seconds of screen time on Moon Moon's stream before he executes you for <laughs> yeah, uh, bullshitting your way into being Moon Moon's father. It's just, uh, yeah, like honestly, that's what's given me life. To some extent, like it's really made my day over the last like two weeks now since it's happened because the progression in like terms of in terms of ridiculousness that I've seen it go from where it's like, hey, we're just going to fucking just try and survive. It's a six of us, a seven of us. We're just going to make it. It's hardcore Minecraft. How hard could it be to like this plugin allows me to spectate and take things from people's inventories and add things as I see fit and I can spawn enemies. OK, now I am playing God. And then to see that break down to the point now where you have to do a parkour course you have the option as a surf to do a parkour course to go to the next cast up uh, and you get five tries and on the fifth try if you keep failing it turns into lava the floor so you die if you the floor fail. is lava oh. <laughs> like just stupid Wonderful. shit like that oh like how like it's just I I thoroughly like I'm I was I've been thoroughly entertained just watching all the stupidity yeah. that they've gotten up to Tyler, you'd enjoy this. He built, uh, before the serfs were a class, the acolytes were a class, and they were the bottom end, right? Um, he built a place for them to exist called Mudgar. So, he basically got sick of role-playing as a, like, mastermind is such a loose term here, but a, a criminal lord. on Grand Theft Auto, a crime aficionado, yes. if you will. Yes. Uh, and uh, he got sick of it, he's like, well, I still want the role-play part. But I want to run everything, you know? I, w I want to be the person at the top. And he has enough fucking star power that he, he did it. He, he managed to build a fucking Minecraft thing where he's 
He's top dog. I was wondering what was happening because I watched the stream as uh, like he was making the laws. Like, yes, thou shall not do this <laughs> and such and such. Yeah, like he wrote out laws no. and stuff, and he's like, he's to some extent he's tried to be reasonable about the laws, but some of them are just there because he wants to fuck with people. But he made Mudgar, which right. is basically a giant mud dome around a city that's constantly dark at all times of the day. They're I mean, not allowed they lights. Torches in there? They're not allowed torches. They're not, They're not allowed, allowed torches. torches. They're they weren't stuck in the. D How are they supposed to survive or climb if they can't leave a dark? Oh, no, no, mud no. They can leave. Hole. They can come and uh, go and leave because they have to do a tent to like work outside to mine or whatever. It's just that's where their houses were. Um, that they weren't allowed initially. They weren't allowed torches, and then they also weren't allowed to wear any armor. Like acolytes are not allowed to wear any iron armor. Wait, but that would wouldn't that mean just constant monster spawns? Yes. Yep. I wouldn't go to sleep in there. <laughs> I guess I would die. I don't, th then. I don't think. I don't think you could. I mean, with the server that size, I think everybody would have to go to sleep in order for the day yeah. to switch anyways. So. No, yeah, so yeah. they're just constant phantoms, too, during the night. And then they put on a play the other day. Like, he direct, like elected one of the brothers as a playwright and told him, pick some serfs and acolytes and put on a play. And so they put on a play with a lava curtain that dropped and fell. It's like, they, they put on a PvP coliseum. They put on a coliseum against monsters for you to, like, fight your way out to brotherhood. Uh, it's It's... It's just gotten so stupid. I I just enjoyed because what the fuck? <laughs> um, yeah. So I put myself on the whitelist for that. Fair, fair. I, I. Good luck, man. Surf's up, dude. Um, but beyond that, I think the one game that we've talked also already uh, a lot about, but maybe not enough. Um, Animal Crossing. We've all been playing Animal Crossing. Um, I actually anything? haven't played it in a while. Um, how so? Oh, no, I was just saying As that. As he hits his tambourine. <laughs> I have not gotten on Animal Crossing in, like, weeks, dude. Yeah, that game sucks. Okay, time traveler. I'm Whoa, sorry. Glenn! I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I felt immediately bad. <sighs> I'm sorry. I don't see... Oh, you're... Frank, have you been time traveling? Yeah, that's why he's gotten so wrinkly. He's I'm gotten older. <laughs> he's so old. He, it was just, he was sucks. just right out of the shell last week, and now he's, now he's a big boy. <laughs> Um, my, my journey with, uh, Animal Crossing this week has been pretty slow paced, uh, just a few hours every day and during the day mostly, cause I forget to check up on things at night. Uh, I'm about to scramble for Turner prices after we finish up here. Um, and I've been having fun with, um, um, what do you call it? Flowers. Um, Amanda actually, Tyler helped me out a little bit. She bought over some, uh, a few flowers and watered my flowers and now I have purple roses. Um, nice. like that I crossbred, um, but. Amanda helped. She bought me a black lily, so that was really nice. Thank you, Amanda. Um, but uh, yeah, I'm slowly Wait, did like, you, yes. How did you change it from that guide that you sent me? Uh, I I didn't change it. It's just that's the guide that Amanda gave you. No, no, uh, the guide I found, but then she just she just bought over some flowers. I I didn't ask her. She just bought over some flowers, and I planted them in the appropriate places. And uh, okay. she also watered them. So because when you water, when you have a visitor water your flowers, it's a five like it's a plus five percent chance increase or like plus ten percent chance increase to like a crossbreed um, or like okay. a hybrid flower or, and the more people that water that are not from your island uh the more it goes up to and i think it caps at like 20 or 25 percent or something somebody data mined the figures um or like a mm. maximum of 30 percent um so that's been kind of like what i'm doing and slowly just like organizing my island working my way towards getting up to three stars so we can get that event in and i can start unlock terraforming and start actually like setting the layout for my island and that's been kind of like 
what I've been doing in Animal Crossing, getting like a wardrobe ready, like working on my wand, getting different outfits together. I got a sprite outfit that automatically reminded me of like, for some reason, old time, like, um, Peter Pan. Yeah, Peter Pan. That's what it was. Yeah, like a green outfit. Tinker Bell. Yeah. But maybe. also, yeah. maybe also uh, Tinker Bell, but also kind of reminded me of Link for some reason. Oh. Um, just a little bit, not like entirely, like just a little bit a little reminded bit. me of Link. And I'm like, all right, cool. Now I just need the Minish Cap, like something that looks like a Minish Cap and I'll be good. Um, oh, is that Minish man. Cap like that, like yeah. pointed hat? Yeah. And low, hat? I believe. It looks like a bird. Yeah, um, man. That's been, or, that's yeah, been my week that, with the I've got Crossing. that sprite costume too. I found that. What's your week been like, Lenny? Uh, man. You did some exciting things. On Animal Crossing? Yesterday was a big yeah. day. Uh, yeah. I found out that one of my followers had time traveled, uh, and he invited me to his island. He was just a few weeks ahead of us. I think for him it was like June 6th or something. That's what it looked like, yeah. And because of that, there was just a whole plethora of new things uh, I caught. Through the course of two issues at the beginning of the show, we had a problem where uh, the server, basically somebody's thing, glitches out and it kicks everyone off. Um, and, and the it kills first the time, too. yeah, and it so it was raining on his island, and it was a new season. And I think I got both eels. I got four extra ribbon eels. I got a Dorado. I got uh, an Arapaima. I got a great white shark. I got a whale shark. Just all of these new awesome things. Seeing a fin on one of those fish shadows made mm. me so excited. Oh, and yeah. honestly, it's one of those things where I <laughs> I was really excited to bring them back to put in Sarah's uh, mu- museum because I had like 10 or 11 new species and then it crashed. They got real pissed. I went, I'm going to take a little break and walk out for a little bit. And then the guy was messaged me as soon as I came back and he was like, hey, it's still raining. If you want to try and come over again, let's try it. And so we did. And then at one point, somebody left. I actually started to get better stuff. I caught two Dorados. I got another Arapaima. I got a Hammerhead, Whale Shark, Great White Shark this time, uh, Saw nice. Shark, uh, Suckerfish. It was crazy. Um, Pufferfish. So many new fish. And then the stinking thing did it again. After about two hours, it crashed. But luckily, Damn. one of the guys had come and left, which when they left, forced the save. Because I think hmm. the the host saves every 10 to 15 minutes when people are on their island, but the visitors, not so much. It doesn't right. save that it for sense. us. So we lost everything both times. Well, I didn't lose everything. I ended up losing like a whale shark and a hammerhead. But I still came back Damn. with like six to eight new fish. And uh, oh, and the sunfish. Oh, my God. So the ocean sunfish. There's a big fish. You hold them up and you can't see your avatar. <laughs> yeah, it's a big ass fish. It is. Hey. I don't know how those things survive. I read, I watched an article or watched a video about them a while back. They should just die. I don't know how they live. They're dumb fish. This is this is true, um, and they're mostly bone. Like you cannot eat one yeah. of them. They're just mostly no. they're mostly bone. There's not enough flesh or really? cartilage for you That's to eat them. Probably yeah. why they survive because nothing wants to eat them. They're pointless. They just kind of like float <laughs> around. Yeah. That's what Barry, uh, yeah. Alo- uh, uh, Alomala is based off. I can't remember the name of that Pokemon. Alolomora? Uh sure. That's a uh, that's a spell from uh, Harry Potter. Harry Potter. That's a Lohomora. Alohomora. I think I thought Alo. it was called Alolo. Alola Mora. Okay, thank you. Alohomora. Alomomola. 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 Mola. Uh, like Mola is what uh, they're based off of sunfish. Okay. So, oh, a question I for did you, catch Nick, uh, a barrel eye though. Nice. Finally. Nice. 
My question is, hypothetically of course, if somebody goes to another person's island that's time-traveled and then th they're in that new time zone, does that make them a time-traveler? Yes, if they willingly do it. If they willingly mm. and knowingly do it, yes. If, and if it's welcome for to the Time Travelers Club. <laughs> if it's for the sake of anything other than just like simple trading, like, you know, just like whatever fucking deal through Nukazan or whatever, I'd say yes, they're complicit right. in time traveling. If you were to but look at it negatively, that is. Like, if they're going to an island that's in the Northern Hemisphere and they got sharks already and you're going to fish from that. Yeah. Time Traveler, welcome to the party, baby. Like, and yeah, um, uh, like, I can tell you, uh, Snaps uh, started playing um, Animal Crossing recently, and she wasn't fucking paying attention, and she said her region to the Southern Hemisphere. Hell yeah. That's what I'm gonna Whoops. do if I get a Switch. Yeah, she didn't She didn't realize more than anything else what that implied, or super, what that meant. Super smart and awesome. <laughs> uh, and so, is she, would, would she then Accidental be complicit brain. in time traveling? No. I, I mean, as long as she it didn't says, switch it. It says, where do you want your island to be? Not where are you? Right, right. True. That's true, actually. Yeah. I, I mean, at, at that point, it's like <laughs> it's the same logic. Then I guess she would be safe because if she went to a northern hemisphere and got you know the stuff that we can only get, it's not really time traveling. She's yeah. just it's just that's trading between hopping. different versions. Yeah, like so in that yeah. case, yeah, that's not time it's like traveling. Sword and We're not stuff. Yeah, yeah. But like not against if, the rules, probably encouraged to find friends in the other hemisphere so you can get different right. things. I never thought of it like that. Yeah, Northern and Southern Hemisphere is basically like two different versions of the same game. Yeah, basically. Huh. Yeah, I mean, you eventually it's all from like time-based one. Everything's seasonal, and seasons right, are different. Yeah. And so it like it'll all right. wrap around anyway. So you can either wait or make friends in other hemispheres. <laughs> That's crazy. All right, get ready. As soon as somebody. I get a switch, I'm getting a. Uh, my island will be in the Southern Hemisphere, so you can come get. Lens moving the Ecuador. Mm -hmm. <laughs> oh yeah, Brazil, bro, Brazil. I would actually love to live in somewhere in South America someday. Some of those, some of those places are really beautiful. Very beautiful. Uh, <sighs> couple of cities, not so much. A little bit more dangerous. <laughs> yeah, a couple of them are super but scary. Let's be real. Uh, where I live, it's not much. Well, I mean, actually, I, I'm. Grass is greener on the other side. I don't think there's roving drug dealers going around trying to kill people because not sell. You know, getting money for their cocaine in your hometown, right? Not my hometown, but I mean, I do live within spinning distance <laughs> of uh, funny, Flint, Detroit, it's so it's funny. like, uh, thankfully, uh, that in Bay City, I think like the big thing is like, uh, motherfucker, you sold me oregano instead of marijuana, kind of thing. Uh, that won't get you like uh, fucked up, hopefully. Uh, but I mean, people can be petty, and people who are petty with guns, uh, <laughs> it's like well, uh, I mean, or oregano. It's like Michael you never heard framing. Of that joke? It's like Michael Freddy no. Toby with Capri Salad and then calling the fucking <laughs> This is Capri Salad. There's a walnut right there. <laughs> no, but uh, no, this is another one of the I'm just gonna ask because it's interesting to me. Nick, how do you say oregano? Oh, oregano. Thank you. Oh! Oh, you weren't worried about the part where people sell <laughs> oregano. Your funny pronunciation. It's I love how it. I pronounce it. God You just dang say it. fun nah, Your pronunciation nah, makes me so happy. <laughs> I'll even Not show again. you. I laugh. Uh, Unfortunately, I don't well, have Tyler's to uh, mispronounced word of the day. Yeah. <laughs> wouldn't be wouldn't be an episode uh. of Casual Master Quest without it. Yep. Uh, the mispronounced word of the day is oregano. oregano. <laughs> I mean, hey, all we, we understood what you were saying. It's our who's that Pokemon? What's that word really? <laughs> oregano. It's, it's <laughs> Pikachu. Fuck. 
<laughs> one of my favorite That's vines That's a vine, ever. isn't it? It's one of my favorite fucking vines. Yep. <laughs> so, Nick, I love Animal yes. Crossing. It's up to you. Uh, I told myself that if you brought it up, and I'll bring it up myself, I, I would tell a fun story since we're in this camping uh, setting. Oh, sure. Yeah, let's actually. I completely forgot about that. Tell me, Tyler, about uh, this uh, camping uh, experience you've had. I can tell you that there's only been three times I've gone camping, and that's been in the desert, and it's always been with my South African family, uh, like family friends. Uh, they when they come over to the Middle East in this winters, they'll go over to the desert. They'll set up like fucking uh, RVs that collapse and open up into fucking like tents and like and like, like bathrooms pop-ups? and shit yeah like whatever like is that really camping well it's camping all right camping. listen it's camping in luxury it's camping in the middle east it's camping in, in That's luxury glamping say, e- 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 glamping e- call it what it is oh you're sure. talking about the economical side of it yeah <laughs> rvs versus tents. and then and then they bring out yeah. uh like we still slept in tents but then they like pulled out the rvs for like the kitchen stuff because they do mm-hmm. uh what's called braise braise are uh south african barbecues and oh my Ooh. fucking god! Ooh. But then, what made god, it camping for them was um, uh, the quad bikes, the dune bashing on quad bikes on four by fours. Dune bashing on quad bikes, so Hell much yeah. fucking fun! It's really interesting that I understand what you're saying. So you're going, you're saying they go to the dunes on ATVs, uh, ATVs, quad bikes with Land Cruisers. What's the difference between a quad bike and an ATV? I to me, an ATV is like an actual like buggy. Like God, it's got a roll cage, it's oh. got a steering wheel. For me, a quad bike, okay. and, yeah, is it's got the handlebars. Yeah, okay, yeah. okay, I'm with you. Um, cool. That sounds awesome. Whether that's like an official distinction, I wouldn't know. That's just kind of like how we. Me yeah. neither. I've um, never ridden on one. I, I know what you're talking about. At least, uh, um, or yes. Some people come out with, uh, you know, all their big four by fours, and then they'd also take those out and bring us along for the ride too, um, because we weren't allowed to drive because we didn't know a first of all it's dangerous. Um, and so, you know, we'd sit on the back and then going, honestly, at about a 70 degree, like, steep climb and then just drifting across the face of a dune uh, is honestly... That sounds w- scary. It's, that sounds that scary, sounds awesome. Initially, but it is... It's like to sled at a dune one time. Like, go dune sledding and right. just get on, a, like, a normal sled made oh, for yeah. snow. Yeah, we did a bunch of things like that too. We had we oh. went like uh, we had a skateboard, like so we went sandboarding. Uh, we did that. Um, like we we did a bunch of shit. Did you just pull the trucks off the bottom? Yeah. So it was and like then, snowboarding. Yeah. Oh, that's and cool. then somebody actually bought that along a proper awesome. like sandboard that you could use to do that, which is more like a skateboard. Uh, sorry, ski- I uh, bet like a snowboard size. boards would be a lot better for that too if you were using skateboards be good. just because yeah. of the control. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, and so we do that during the day, hang around. Uh, like drink water, stay hydrated, and at night somebody bring out like speaker sets, like huge speakers, connect like an ex- like a mobile, like a portable generator, uh, a disco yeah. ball because it's around New Year's too. Start up a huge campfire, and then it's just barbecue and Never alcohol cry. all night. Oof. Hell yeah! And uh, I can tell awesome. you, even in the middle of a desert at Digging night, the sand, shit in the sand, it goes down to about thirty or forty. <laughs> yeah, it, it gets cold. It's as fucking shit. freezing. Oh, yeah. I was born in the desert. Did you know that? Yes. No, what, no, actually. What's that? Arizona? Yeah. Well, Arizona's, Arizona's either mountains or desert. desert. I was uh, for being south part of the dust west. Nice. I was like t- 10 miles away from the Mexican border in a town called Yuma. That's where I, I was born. I've heard of Yuma. Yeah, there's Which a movie. Which is surprising. Uh, 310 I, to Yuma? I heard about you too, Ma. 310 to Yuma? 
It's a, it's a pretty good one. Apparently, there was a big prison there at one point. I see. Um, but anyways, <laughs> I kind of I kind of stole it away from what Tyler was going to tell us. But then when you said no, camping, was, that's oh yeah yeah. yeah. I like, honestly love that. That was fucking great. Honestly, I kind of want to turn it back. I want to turn it towards Glenn. Glenn, are you much of a camper? Uh yeah, I love camping. I've never camped Ooh, in the desert it. per se. Um, uh, no, I lived in Vegas for a summer and we camped out once. So I mean, I haven't spent as much time in the ca- in the summer or uh, sorry oh, yeah, in the camping desert in camping. Las Vegas is super popular, mostly because oh, yeah. of, in the mountains outside you know, of it because people, but... Las Vegas is like a big bowl. And that's, you know, that holds the hot air in, but the hot yeah. air is still being blown around. So it's like there's constantly a hot blow dryer on your head. It's terrible. I hate Vegas. Now, the mountains on the edge and stuff. Oh, yeah. just absolutely beautiful. But yeah, I love camping. I used to go camping all the time uh, in the Midwest, usually right around the end of Independence Day uh, stuff because we buy up like every firework we could at the lowest price because all those guys have marked those prices up super hard so they can make a good profit because they got to make enough money for the next year sometime but also that means that when they get to the last day they don't want to store the shit they just want to get rid of it even if it's for like a quarter of the price that they initially listed so we go in and lowball these guys for like 200 roman candles and then bring them out to a place when wait till it got completely dark and then like we had Roman candle wars. We'd shoot them at each other. Uh, you hold them off to the outside. <laughs> yeah. And it's crazy because it's like tense because like if it's a little windy, you've got your lighter and you're trying to get it lit. And all you can see is the other person's spark lighting. You can't really see them very well. And then it lights and then yours lights. And all you see is a little wick burning. And you're like, oh, and you just, I don't know. It was super fun. My dad did bottle rocket wars when he was a kid where they would literally oh, yeah. shoot bottle rockets Hell at each yeah. other. Uh, yeah, I love love camping. I, Played airsoft. I had a, a bunch bottle of rocket off with uh, Amanda's brother once, and uh, I discovered something important. Uh, the shirt I was wearing was ninety percent cotton, uh, yeah. and therefore, when the bottle rocket hit me, uh, it took me a month to realize my shirt was on fire. <laughs> that was a <laughs> real least, fucking hoof. At least it wasn't polyester or something didn't melt into your yeah. skin. Yeah, yeah, true. That is true. That is true. Uh, I actually kept that shirt. It had like a good size, like a half, well, <laughs> about two, three inches across. It's just burnt my, like my grandma had gotten it for me the week before and it was a very nice fancy shirt. I mean, 90% cotton. Come on. It was, it was nice, but <laughs> yeah, immediately caught fire. Uh, so there's only one time I've gone camping and by myself. And uh, apparently Nick, you say camping by yourself is like a fool's errand or something like that. What was your take on that? No, I said that's weird. Why would you go camping by yourself? Glenn, what's your thoughts on that? Camping by yourself. Is that weird? Uh, I like it as a community thing. Uh, we have, I have plans with the group out here whenever COVID ends, like go up to Big Bear and camp and just like play D&D and stuff. And oh. I think camping with my wife would be fun, but I don't really know if I would like camping by myself, partially because of the possibility of being in nature and having something go wrong and have no way mm. to get help. I will you know, say though, right. like, like it, there, there, it, there are people like who just enjoy that. Wake up, make my fucking coffee on a little burner thing, and like, weed. you know, like I'm not gonna knock it. I'm not. I wasn't like it was just yeah, like serial killers. I don't. I I don't like bugs, which is why camping in the desert is perfect for me because there really aren't any bugs oh, you yeah. can run into, and the rumbling from the the vehicles keeps away all like snakes or any other animals, so I don't really have to worry about anything. Um, I, but I will also say I did make a joke when Amanda was uh, telling, because uh, this was last night and Amanda was in uh, earshot. What did I say to Amanda? I said, um, ah, 
Tyler wanted to prove himself a man. <laughs> Which yeah, the, uh, is also like, you know, go out in the wild, fucking survive, hunt. You, you know, I was like, oh, that's I was more, more as like this a joke than anything else. You're not wrong. Uh, and we, I discovered a lot of things that day. Uh, well, the goal initially, I was about 20 years old. So about eight years or so ago, this was before I met Amanda. Uh, I was at a rough point in my life. I wasn't sure where I was going. I'm pretty sure this was uh, during the time, like maybe within a year or so, being kicked out of college and all that stuff. I needed some time alone because I, I was hooked to my computer. I was hooked to my phone. I was sick of it. I needed to get break away from, I needed to make sure I was disconnected like a motherfucker. And the best way I could think of that is going camping by myself. I'm going to go to a place where there's no phone signal. Not going to be able to uh, plug in my laptop and play fucking World of Warcraft and all that shit. And so I decided, it led to the camping idea. And so the goal was initially to go uh, a couple hours north of where I live. Basically, if you go a half hour north of my town, it turns into heavy woods really quickly. Like, uh, it's amazing how heavily wooded and, uh, like, lack of agriculture uh, Michigan really has still. It's amazing. Thank God. Uh, and so I was going, to, I went to, uh, for those who want to look it up, it's called the Huron Forest Reservation. It's a spot in the northeast uh, corner of uh, Michigan. And uh, going up there, I realized two things. Uh, going there up for two weeks, I went to this uh, one spot with my dad a couple of times to go camping there. And uh, there's a nice cool dam to the side where you can go fishing and whatnot. I was like, I'm going to bring a bag of marshmallows, a sack of potatoes if I need to. But I'm going to try to catch my own fish. I'm going to cook my own fish. I, I just want to be self-sufficient. I've caught in fish before. What's the worst that could happen? Of course. I go up, th- go up there. I don't have GPS for this location because it's a camping spot. There's no address for this. I don't know what the name of the fucking dam is. I'm, I couldn't ask my dad. So I go up north, get lost immediately. Uh, and I'm like, where, where the fuck am I? <laughs> I'm looking around. I'm like, oh shit, there's the dam. So the camping spot must be somewhere around here, maybe? I, I find a spot where it's a, uh, a two-track path that's off uh, this uh, road. I get off that. It takes me about 20, 30 feet off the road. goes over a wooded hill that leads down to uh, part of the lake that goes to that dam. I'm like, this isn't it. I can't fucking find it. This is it. Uh, the problem <laughs> is, though, I, was, I, I felt like I was too close to the road. And so I found a place. I think I saw it, but I didn't decide to stop there yet. I was still searching. Then it started getting dark. It was like 7, 8 p.m. It's starting to get dark, and it's like, look, there's no way in hell I'm going to take my car that has a quarter tank of gas left, drive it through the dark woods in the middle of nowhere, and get fucking out of gas alone with no phone signal in the dark at 20 years old. So my first night of camping, bless me, was hiding out in a two-track road about 100 feet away from a highway with the lights off. And I can tell you what, with the car off and everything, when it was like 50 degrees out, scary as shit because it turns out i did not realize this the concept was foreign to me there are things that live in the woods so what happens when it's nine o'clock at night it's completely dark there's no lights on whatsoever and you hear a twig snapping 20 feet away from your vehicle um i don't have a fucking flashlight you proceed to defecate yourself i had the shit dude i couldn't (laughs) it was one of the like you you constipate that shit right back up. 
And so first night, I'm hearing stuff walking around me and stuff. I'm like, what the fuck is that? Fuck is that? I'm not getting out. When's if it's a fucking bear? It was probably deer. 100%, like 90% sure it was deer. But I didn't know. They could be... It could be the long lost uh, Huron uh, Forest Reservation of uh, Bigfoot finally coming to get his first meal in like a week. And uh-huh. uh, I pretty much slept like two, three hours, turned out like, uh, you know, freaking out because of these. So, like, there's nothing between me and certain death than like a half inch of glass, if, not even a half an inch, like a quarter inch of glass. And so it's like, I could not sleep or shit hearing these twigs and stuff. And I couldn't run the car all night because my gas was low. That's day one. Day two, I go back. I decide, you know what? Fuck it. I don't need to search for the camping spot to appreciate the time I had with my dad. I'm going to pick this spot that's about 30 feet away from the highway. That way, in case I need to peace out, it's right there. I know where to go. I go into my sweet 1996 Buick Regal. Come hunkering in loud as shit because it has a hole in the muffler. Muffler. Find a spot. I throw my tent down. And I'm like, yes, I'm a man. I can survive. I shall fish. I shall live. And my breakfast consisted of marshmallows. Because nice. Fun fact number two. I don't know how to cook a potato. I had no idea how to cook a potato. You can bake it. You can boil it. You can pretty much, as long as you keep it under enough heat one way or another, you can eat a potato. But I had no yeah. idea how to cook it. Uh, so I did that. I had a BB <laughs> gun. I'm thinking, like, if I can't fish, maybe I'll get me a squirrel. Wait. I'll cook me a squirrel. Yes. Carry on. So... My second day consisted of me learning how to make fire, which blessed me. I had lighter fluid, so I could, you know, skip the whole uh, trying to make a fire, rubbing sticks together and shit. And so I had a sack of potatoes in the trunk of my car. I had some marshmallows. That was my rations for day one or day two, if you will. Uh, I started walking around about maybe three, four hundred yards hunting a squirrel. Problem is, though, there was no squirrels. So I was just walking around for shits and giggles. I'm like, okay, hunting for squirrels with a BB gun was not my best idea of trying to get sufficient food, but let's go fishing. That's the big brain thing. So I get back in my car, abandon my campsite and everything completely. Wait, what's funny? What's the funny part here? Your first time camping, you didn't bring a tent. You brought a BB gun and hunt squirrels. I I had a tent. Okay, but you were going to hunt squirrels. I couldn't get into it in time. Just bring food with you. <laughs> the idea of you fucking walking around with the BB gun is the most American thing I'd heard of today, honestly, Tyler. You you walking around with the BB gun. Not a real gun, because those are illegal, or maybe you're not allowed to, or you're not old enough to get it, but a BB gun walking around hunting a squirrel to eat, rather than thinking maybe a little bit... It would have been worrisome if you said, this is how I plan to fish with a BB gun. Uh, that's when I would have been a little bit more concerned than... Than than uh, humored. Okay, okay. I also uh, okay. So for my full food and water supply, I had a five gallon tank that's halfway filled with uh, tap water. I actually brought water, so I didn't drink from the river or anything like that. Uh, bag of marshmallows, potatoes. Look, I was broke as fuck. Okay, uh, th- I did not think this went through clear. If it helps, so part uh, of date- people listening, yeah. just start a fire and then take some aluminum foil and then wrap the potatoes in that and just chase chuck it in the fire and let it sit for like 20 minutes and then, then you can eat the potato. That's like the easiest way. Well, it gets better on my end then because you're going to love the shit out of this. I'm uh, waiting to so see what you've done. Rest of day two. I go over to the dam to go fishing. I'm going to get myself you know, a nice catfish, cook it up, eat it, don't have a knife, don't care, I'll just cook the fish and then bite into it. Uh, I didn't catch any fish. Uh, 
But what I did get to discover was uh, that dam is a popular spot for people trying to get away. Uh, I met a cool couple of uh, gay bikers who apparently, uh, you know, this was like late 2000s, uh, early to 2010s or 20-teens. And they were just, you know, enjoying the company of each other and uh, getting high as fuck uh, while fishing. And I hung out with them. I'm sitting there scared. I'm asking for food. And there's two bears of bikers just enjoying each other's company 20 feet away from me, smoking doobies and shit. Like, I'm young and innocent. I've never tried smoking a thing in my life at that point besides a couple of cigarellos. And, you know, just the fact that one was uh, getting high. I know one was getting drunk at that point. And they were, you know, just having fun that was probably my closest moment with connecting with like a real person after spending a night and like little shop of horrors in the woods <laughs> seeing those two was like a breath of fresh air i think at that point it's like okay rainbow flag to the end of the day these people are gonna save lives kind of thing <laughs> like 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 full on full like 100 percent support <laughs> uh did not catch a fish went but back. I bet they had a good time they did or the fish did you and the fish and oh, yeah, I, I enjoyed it it was socializing not what i was expecting yeah. but you know take what you get in a random encounter i head back i eat the rest of my marshmallows that's day t that's day two could not fish get a fish i got my potatoes still look at them they're still raw no idea how to cook them day three this is a four-day trip day three i attempt to hunt my prairie Get in my quarry with the ye old uh, lead buck shot or whatever you want the hell you want to call it. <laughs> Unsuccessful. Got poison ivy instead. Uh, then decided to attempt to cook <laughs> the potatoes. Finally. I was afraid. Yes, finally. Had a, I had a pot. Big brain. Maybe if I boil this thing, it will be boiled and therefore edible. Because before I did that, I tried eating it raw. Eating a raw potato... You might fun. as well eat a you can eat a rock with a better texture than trying to eat a raw potato. I'm like, can you imagine me? Day three of camping. I'm saying, ah, I need sustenance. The sugar's not doing it. I can't live <laughs> off the the wildlife and shit. I proceed to fill a uh, pot uh, halfway up with water. The fucking potato is still sticking out over the top and everything. Boiled it for five minutes. Then tried to bite into it, was still hard, realized I didn't know how to cook a potato, chucked potato into woods, had the rest of my marshmallows. Day four, things were looking dire. I was getting hungry, I was running out of fuel, my battery is about to die on my phone, I didn't know what the fuck to do. <sighs> I got mad. I was leading to desperate times. This is Robinson's Crusoe's like uh, dark plateau moment where he finally escaped from the cannibals, but he doesn't know what to do. Out of frustration, I nailed a fucking potato to a tree put lighter fluid on it set it on fire and then proceeded to shoot at it with my bb gun and pretending that i shot something and killed something that day i did not eat it because i realized that there was lighter fluid all over it and that did not cook it and a day four i drove back home that was my camping experience like i don't know how to camp dude <laughs> i'm i'm glad that it was only four days tyler please tell me you picked up something on the way back to eat yeah, poison ivy. Oh, uh, honestly, I couldn't tell you. I probably stopped at McDonald's and had like three McChickens or something like that because I like I had maybe ten, fifteen dollars to my name at that point, like real right. life and everything. I, I I needed to make sure I had enough money for gas and all that, and I was running low. Uh, 
But yeah, I'm pretty sure I probably got a couple of McChickens, thank God for capitalism and all that stuff, and went back to the society and accepted my, my role as a non-self-sufficient person. Uh, yeah. I can't camp, dude. I mean, I, I wouldn't like, say you can't camp, it's just... You had to do too much. You just have to learn how to just have to learn how to camp. It's just you you bring some food. Bring with some you. checks mix next time. Like, I mean, camping doesn't food. have to be like yeah. You don't have to hunt and kill your own food the first time you go into. <laughs> Can you imagine like me like smearing like fucking like mud over my face? I must catch in my quarry live. The you squirrel take, is my. You take prey. two coolers, one for meat and food, and then one for drinks. You get a tent. Look, middle. Middle class me knows that I can just buy food from the store. I don't got to hunt it at Kroger's or Walmart or whatever. I don't need to get my, you know, yes, my kill, this sweet pork tenderloin. But I mean, you know, I don't know. I feel I, like I, that's... I go camping a lot and I've never killed my own food when I'm camping. Like, I've never cooked my own fish. Stuff. Yeah. I, I'm not sure. I honestly don't know what I've killed deer before. Not with a gun. Uh, Usually with a, you know, You've an 80 ton vehicle, but. Yeah, but like, I don't know if I could actually pull the trigger. I'm afraid of that day if I ever decide to go hunting and I go to and I'm like, I start hearing the you know, fucking song from Bambi or some shit. And it's like, I can't do it. Well, I mean, there's also or a difference between style. when you go out willingly and exclude yourself when you have no real reason to versus if you actually really needed to eat. When you really need to eat, all of that would like all of that would go out the window. Oh, yeah. Like, like the morals disappears really quickly. Yeah. Like you'll eat the heart of the deer if it gives you sustenance if you're on the line there. Um Kuli ma that shit. But no, like I mean it's just I think it's it's a cool story of just like all the stupid things we've all done when we were younger. And just like something how we ignorance try to and trying to do self sustaining lifestyle. Yeah. Um like right now is probably a be better time to get into self sustenance by just going out to your backyard and planting some seeds and learning how to farm. Yeah, agri like Look, we are hunter and gatherers for thousands upon thousands of years. But guess what happened? We discovered <laughs> we could put shit in the ground and grow it up. And then suddenly 40,000 years of that, and here we are. Here we are. I don't... Like... I hate camping. I hate camping so much. That's fine. It's like, not for everybody. Barbecues? Mwah. Like, barbecues in the woods? Mwah. If I gotta sleep in the ground, though, it's game over, because I'm with Nick here. I don't hate all insects, but if it has more than, like... If it's not a fucking butterfly or something like that, and I know that it could potentially bite me in any shape or form, I'm done. I'm gone. Right. Like, uh... Like, I wasn't even afraid of praying mantises. I'm still not. Like, they're bad. They can... Like, if you piss them off, they'll fuck you up, uh, but... Like, they're usually just 100% chill most of the time. Crickets or grasshoppers even, they'll bite the shit out of you. I don't hate them. I mean, I'm not, are you guys really thinking about sleeping on the ground without a tent? Oh, no. If you have I a mean, tent, those things aren't going to bite you. No, no, but then uh, see, the good news, it's just, yeah, for yeah. me, it's just being around them, even without the tent, during the day, during the night, sitting outside by How a fire. How many times, like, I've woke up and there's, like, five coyotes just, like, sniffing my tent? And I'm like, that smells like a dog. Dude, I bought, because I realized there's coyotes that travel around, like, within, like, 10 feet of uh, one of these stores up in the northern part of Michigan. I bought a whistle that I will have at the ready anytime I take that route. Like, yeah. I had to look up videos and realize that coyotes, 
they're they're too small, and if you just clap yeah. at them, they're they're really skinny. It's unless oh, yeah. like they'll only come close if you're like walking your dog like over here because we have so many like mount big like hillside and mountain trails, and if you walk like smaller dogs along, that's when you'll start hearing them like early in the morning or late at night. That's when they'll try to come out because they're pack hunters as well. But if it's just you, even a pack, they they'd fucking just they'd stay away from you. Right. Right. Uh. No, when it comes to the tent, Glenn, uh, I've discovered that there is still a type of anthropomorph creature or arthropod that will still find its way, arachnid, uh, there we go, arachnid, that will love to get into the tent still. They will find the world's smallest hole and think, ooh, I bet there's some Doritos in here. Hmm. <laughs> What's this, a living being? Talking about spiders? Spiders, yeah! No. Yes. I've waken up with spiders inside my tent because they can get through like the a little space between the zippers. Eh. Fuck that. Don't at me. I've had traumatizing nightmares because of this. I've just done a lot of camping. I'm not saying, I don't know, maybe there's more spiders where you've camped, but that's Look, never happened to me. I'm going to say for the record, unless you got tarantulas, your spiders are probably more dangerous, but ours are usually bigger and furrier. <laughs> Up here oh, brown recluses, man. They're terrifying and they're not big. Yeah. Yes. Uh, my flesh. big problem, the, like, they're not even that big of a threat, but it's wolf spiders that scare the shit out of me. They're yeah. big, they're thick, they're furry. They're like the children yeah. of tarantulas. The and they move just fast. Like, meh, meh. And that's it. Yeah. Is that what okay, you tell yourself um, when you get bitten by I a think spider? This is, I think this is a good place to like move off from because I'm starting to get creepy crawlies under my skin and I would rather not. So, um, I think that's, that's so far... A disturbing lack of spiders in this room, by the way. Just want to note that. <laughs> we've had a wonderful episode today, I'd like to think, and I think we should move on to game releases. So, Tyler, why don't you tell us about what's coming out in the coming week? Oh yeah, this is a, this is a video game podcast. Uh, yeah, there's games coming out. Uh, so, we have a total of six games to announce coming out this week. Coming out on May 19th, we have two games. The first one's gonna be coming out for the PlayStation 4. Gorn! I have no idea what the fuck Gorn is. It's a PSVR fighting game. Oh, where you rip people oh. apart! Yeah, no, play oh, that a lot. Oh, this game! Oh, shit! Uh, fuck. Ooh. That, that's a game I'd want to play, just for funsies. Mm -mm -mm. Uh, the next one is The Wonderful 101 Remastered, coming out for PS4, Nintendo Switch, and PC. Now, it's so war uh, weird to me because Wonderful 101 is, I thought it was Nintendo exclusive, uh, is Gorn Multiplayer. I sure in hell hope so. Uh, yeah, uh, Wonderful 101 came out for, uh, it was published by Nintendo and uh, developed by Platinum Games for uh, the Wii U. It's a Kamiya game. Uh, Hideki Kamiya, and uh, it was kind of like one of those beautiful Joe-style games where they were big hits in certain areas, but it was underguard kind of situations. Uh, definitely uh, quite a jump. I was actually surprised that they uh, let it go to PS4 and PC as well, but uh, I mean, Platinum's their own people, you know? Um, yeah, I mean, it is Platinum games, so it makes sense that they went to other consoles. Right. I mean, like, you th you think that uh like uh Bayonetta would be like Nintendo exclusive at this point, but it's coming out on you know PC and whatnot, right, so right. It, it makes sense that they probably got the bump up by Nintendo. But once they you know, there must have been like a time period or something they had to pay off royalty wise or whatnot, or right. they still gotta play pay royalty. Uh, the next one is gonna be uh Crucible coming out on the twentieth for PC. Yes, uh, Crucible. It's a uh, new free to play uh PVP game shooter. 
Um, oh apparently, people are uh, excited for it. I have not seen anything about it. I might pick it up because it's free to play. We're being completely fucking honest. Like, I don't have to pay it. It's a new shooter. Hell yeah, let's learn it. But uh, I know nothing more about it. I know, I know nothing about it more than that, and people are excited, so let's see how it works out. <coughs> okay, okay. Uh, coming out the same day, May 20th, for PC is gonna be Total Tank Simulator. Uh, what better way to... <laughs> Another tank game? Really? Uh, oh, published by 505. No shit. Ain't that something? Uh, Total Tank Simulator looks like it is uh, similar to that of uh, Army Men. Uh, I'm not sure if you guys ever played Army Men games uh, back in the day or not, but uh, it looks like uh has a definitely a unique style to that. Do you know what I'm talking about when I say Army Men? The uh, little plastic green and uh, tan figurines yep. that you move around and whatnot? Yes, that, uh, um, that rings a bell only because of uh, Toy Story. Mm, okay, yep. Same boat. Uh, there was games uh, that came out like uh, PlayStation and uh, Nintendo 64 era where they had, you know, the green versus the tans kind of thing. And uh, looks like this is trying to encompass a similar style to that, a little bit more cell shaded and uh, higher quality. High quality is uh, a really generous term for this, but, you know, a lot better than a PlayStation game. So, nice. Right. I'm looking forward to and uh, looks like uh, a game called Maneater coming out on May 22nd for PlayStation 4, PC, Xbox One, and Nintendo Switch. Um, this is a game where you play as a shark. It is a survival game. Um, now, it's bizarre because I'm pretty sure Nick and I played a, uh, a shark game like this before. where you, you It's kind of like a Friday... Well, the one I'm thinking of uh, is called... Uh, shit, I don't remember what it's called. Uh... No, this is something completely different. Like, uh, that before, it was uh, divers versus one or two sharks. Uh, this looks like it's Friday the 13th, except instead of uh, fucking Jason, it's fucking sharks. Nope. Uh, nope. 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 Oh, no. I thought you were like, nope. am I, did I get the wrong game here? What's going on? No, I just like, won't no. ever even watch a trailer for that. That sounds absolutely terrifying. You, you but don't you get have, to play like, the shark. Figures? You're not a person, so you get to do the chomping. I mean, based on the, what it sounds like is uh, sometimes you'll be the shark and sometimes you'll be the person. Yeah, I mean, maybe. I, sure. I never want to be that person. Nope. Why not? You might That's enjoy That's terrifying it. to me. When I play Sea of Thieves, as soon as I jump in the water, terrified. <laughs> Every game where I, mean, I can be attacked by something in water, it's like a fish being attacked while it's flopping on cement. If they had the cognitive ability to have nightmares, they would dream of that. I don't want to be in water with things that eat things in water that well, are easy to eat, like me. I got good news, Glenn. Uh, with a correction, and uh, double-checked at the bottom of this, uh, he's correct. Nick in the chat is confirming that you are... This is a single-player game, and you oh, are the shark. Might not be so bad. Yeah. Glenn, <laughs> Glenn, would you enjoy a game called Subnautica? I mean, it's kind of just like building underwater, right? Yeah, that's it. Just, it's no, just you in the ocean, no, baby. No, gargantuan-sized like uh, like underwater sea creatures. Not at all. I mean, that that's scary. But, like, if I'm in a sub, it's the idea of having my physical body exposed to the ocean and immediately in contact with something in the water that could right, kill me. Right, Which is awesome, since I live in Los Angeles, and I was, you know, I lived on an island for a year. Of course. Uh, right. I mean, it was one of my biggest fears is unseeable death. Something. So... You know, that I mean, I'm, I know me. I'm more likely to die from a vending machine no, falling yeah, on I'm me not, than I am not gonna a give you shit attack, for an irrational fear. Like I have those. Like I'm yeah. irrationally scared of bugs, so that includes butterflies for me. I'm gonna fucking run from a butterfly if I can. I will I avoid see a butterfly. That. I'm I mean, gonna get I saw a you gif of you running at some the point, and then just put. I'm gonna animate a butterfly chasing you. 
Nick, okay. why did we go through that terrarium Mothra? at the Vancouver Zoo or whatever, uh, the aquarium? I, um, I want to say, like, part of it is, like, with your camping thing, part of it is some sort of test for myself. Like, I've gotten a little bit better, but also because I know that most of the, like, the creepier ones are behind glass, so they're not going to exactly do anything. The butterflies, I do my best to avoid them, and I'm on high alert. And so I'm like, I can deal with the butterflies. Like, like as much as my anxiety might ramp up and my adrenaline might ramp up, like, the butterflies I can deal with. But I can't deal with watching the fucking, like, looking at the fucking tarantulas or the giant cockroaches or, ugh. No. But the bats, however, the bats are the coolest thing about that, like, that exhibit, that walk-through terrarium thing. They had bats in a corner, and, like, you, they'd hang, like, pieces of fruits on a string or whatever, and you just see them and hear them, and it's Mm -hmm. like, I love bats. The, one of the places that I used to live here, and it had a pool in the backyard, and in the night, in the summers, you'd go out and take a dip, and if, the lights are off. So if you're just standing there in the pool, um, you'll hear a bat, like, fly around, come down, like, take a little dip in the water and fly away to cool itself off. Yep. That's so cool. That's so cool. Made, honestly, made uh, me feel a little bit like Batman because I was standing there and there'd be like two or three bats just flying around. I mean, there's a couple of stipulations in order to get the uh, true Batman feel that I wouldn't want to recommend you, you know? Uh, it involves pearls dropping to the ground and whatnot. Uh, Martha! The last game is... Sorry. My mother's name is Martha too. What the <laughs> fuck? Uh, Saints Row, the third remastered. Coming out for May 22nd and coming out on PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and PC. It's Saints Road the Third Remastered. Uh, so, I mean, if, if you want to play it on a, a newer generation of consoles, then there you go, baby. But yeah, that's uh, games coming out this week. Um, thank you very much for that, Tyler. And Glenn, would, you, yeah. would you like to uh, walk us through the list of this day in gaming for uh, specifically... Um, this day in gaming from May 18th. Yes, I will. Um, first game is something that I didn't know existed, and I am. If it helps, not I didn't know either. Really? You guys didn't hear about this game? Nope. It's, no, don't want don't to. You cannot stream weird. it on Twitch. I believe you that's can. one of the games that's banned. Yep. Genital Jousting. Yeah. Came out 2018 on Steam. And yeah, I'm pretty did. sure we can figure out what that is. Um, yeah. Uh, the next one is a big one. One that <laughs> a lot birthday, of people. Happy birthday, Jousting. You're two yeah. inches. I mean, two years old. Yeah. Um, Eat. Eat indeed. Uh, the Witcher <laughs> Three Wild Hunt came out on PC, PS4, and Xbox One in 2015. So happy. Oh yeah. Five years it's, since it's this birthday. game. Five years since this game. Five Wild years Hunt old. Has been out. It's only shit. five years old, but it's still fucking beautiful. It's honestly like Skyrim yes. of its time. Like, cause you know, I. In terms of like people playing it in graphics, to some extent, like Skyrim, except Skyrim's now on a much, 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 much more outdated uh, engine um, and yeah. uh, acid patch without like all of the other patches. But fuck yeah, The Witcher Three, five years old. I fucking gushed about it a couple of episodes ago and wouldn't stop talking about it for about two episodes. So uh, hell yeah, happy birthday to the Wild Hunt, the the game that uh, closed off the uh, story arc of uh, Geralt, Yennefer, and Ciri. Which I'm sure, even if people aren't aware of, uh, they will get to experience through the Netflix show, which is still in production, I believe. So, yes, a nice introduction, hopefully for some gamers, if they hadn't heard of it, to jump into the game, which is apparently better. Uh, then you have Alan Wake, a game that came out on Xbox 360 in 2010. Happy birthday, Alan. Do you guys know this game? Oh, uh, no. Yes. Um, Alan Wake was... Uh, 
I want to say the easiest way to describe it is maybe the Xbox equivalent of The Last of Us. It, like, maybe more similar style, like, it was more, uh, zombie-based, not, like, the story wasn't as deep, um, more survival-based with, uh, limited equipment, um, uh, but that's just, like, in terms of a quick comparison, like, Alan Wake was Microsoft's The Last of Us, um, <clears throat> but, like, much earlier and maybe not as good, but still very, like, impactful for, uh, uh, its time. Right. Hmm. Like, they, okay. they really pushed hard trying to go for it, and it, it, it it's, it's horror element-ish. Ish. Uh, like, one of the big things I believe in the original game was uh, light mechanics, and if you didn't stand in the light, it would cause uh, enemies to come at you kind of thing. Oh. Yeah, so, like, you had yeah. to, like, you, you had to manage your resources with, like, battery packs for, like, batteries for your flashlight or something, um, and you that was, like, your main weapon of sorts, so it was more, like, um, avoid and survive, uh, and then at some points you'd have enough ammo for you to use your gun, but you had to use it sparingly and things like that. All right. As far as I remember, yeah, I didn't really play it because horror, but I still remember it being a big deal and people still playing it. Like, now, like, I've, I read a thread recently of people replaying Alan Wake. Really? Yeah. The more you know. Yeah, happy uh, 10th birthday, Alan Wake. Nice. 10th birthday. Very cool. Um, the next one on our list, one. and I believe the last one, it's, I mean, it's a pretty, pretty big one, I think, um, is the founding of the American division of Sony Interactive Entertainment Incorporated, which nice. uh, it was 1994, and then in December of that year, they launched the PS4. So, what is that? PS1. 26 um, years. Sorry, PS1. 26 years. Happy birthday, Sony American Division. And specifically, this is the PS1 in Japan in December uh, of 94. Oh, okay. But uh, this was the setup of uh, Sony Interactive Entertainment as they're getting ready to like go global and start this whole fucking thing that they built. This happened 26 years ago. Nice. nice. That's crazy. 26 years old. Just finished years. grad school or got their undergrad finished after a few extra years. And now they're going out into the world and making billions of dollars. <laughs> That's me Thanks. minus the billions you, of dollars. Yeah, yeah. And you and Sony Interactive are in similar places <laughs> age-wise. If I may, uh, if I may, uh, it's not Monday, but it's actually today live for the, the viewers on sure. Twitch and all that. There's an important birthday that I want to give a shout out to, and it's going to be leading to my choice of game that I'm going to be streaming next. Uh, May 16th, 2011 is the first day and the release day of Terraria. Today is, in fact, Terraria's birthday. So happy ninth birthday to uh, Terraria. Nice. And uh, they released uh, the final update for it to celebrate the uh, nine years that they've uh, been working on this game here and there called Journey's End. And so uh, hopefully after this, we'll be able to stream some Terraria and see what new stuff that they introduced. Nice. Uh, a thousand new items. A thousand new items for Terraria. So holy shit. <laughs> I'm excited to see what we can do there. And uh, hopefully we can take on the Moon Lord. The Moon Lord. That sounds exciting. You say that. I know, probably sarcastically. I'm also nervous because uh, the Moon Lord, apparently they updated the Moon Lord where he has a giant death beam that is stopped by blocks, and they fixed that because it goes through blocks now. So uh, how we're going to defeat him is actually beyond my scope of understanding. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I've never beat him on uh, expert mode either, which is what we're going to be uh, playing it on. So we're going to up the difficulty a little bit here and see what it goes on like. So something exciting to look forward to. Man, All right, that that that's it on my end. 
All right. Well, I think that's a that's a, f- a very good place to wrap up. So let's start with you, Tyler. Where can people find you? Hell yeah. If you want to check out me on Twitter, I'm at two times Tyler. And uh, if you want to check out the, the gaming aspect, uh, I do all my gaming here on uh, Casual Master Quest. So twitch.tv forward slash Casual Master Quest. Simple enough. Right. Uh, what about you, Glenn? Where could people find you? Ooh, uh, I'm on Twitter at Glenn Houston. Where can I get in that change? But it is Glenn with two ends. Houston looks like Huston. As well, I am on Twitch at uh, twitch.tv slash Razeth. That's R-A-E-Z-E-T-H. Nice. For games and fun. Lots of Animal Crossing. <laughs> um, and then you can find nice. me. Um, I am on Instagram and Twitch at LR11 and also on Twitter at LR the 11th. All of them letters, um, one word joined together. Um, but uh, you're here because of Casual Master Quest. And if you want to learn more about us and the show, uh, you can find us on Twitter at CMQ Network. Um, that's where we uh, put all of our things on what's happening when we're going live and when new episodes come out. Uh, you can find us really a lot of the places. We have a big link thing on our Twitter that'll take you to where we are. Uh, you can email us at casualmasterquest at gmail.com. We're on Facebook. Uh, we have a Discord that you can also find the link to um, uh, through our Twitter um, or any of our streams. If you come and put exclamation Discord on Casual Master Quest on Twitch, you'll find out how to get to our Discord. And then uh, last but not least, we have our D&D podcast that Glenn here, Dungeon Master, is where he's the Dungeon Master for us. It is a Hell yeah! It is a 5th edition live play uh, podcast uh, uh, adventure uh, that happens in the, uh, where is it, the Sword Coast, uh, Sword Coast region uh, in Faerun. And uh, I play a uh, Goliath Ranger, Tyler plays a Changeling Sorcerer. Uh, Brandon, who is a mainstay on that show, uh, plays a cleric, uh, a dwarf cleric. And then Glenn here uh, tries to see how to kill us every week. Attempts to, at least. Uh, so far, he's been very close, but hasn't quite made it. And we're about to take so on an adult white dragon. So if you're excited to see what's about to happen there, uh, give us a listen. We are on Spotify. Both Casual Quest Masters and Casual Master Quest are on the same feed. Spotify, Google Play, iTunes, uh, Podbean, really wherever you can find podcasts. Um, but otherwise... That will be that. This is episode 100. Thank you very much to everybody who's listened to us for the last two years. Um, yeah, like, I I don't know. Like, I really don't know what to say. It's been two years. Yeah, I, holy shit, um, it's been two years, guys. I, I reached out uh, to a Reddit post on a whim while I was in India on vacation. Somebody's, like, looking to start a podcast about video games. Um, experienced or not, I don't care. They reach out to my Twitter and I reached out and I'm like, hey, what's up? I want to I want to do this. Two weeks later, we were recording with Cam at the time and I still can't. And like I I fucking reached out on a whim in the middle of traffic in India because I had enough data and I was about to leave in the middle of traffic. What the fuck? I wasn't driving. I don't drive in India. Oh, okay. I'm I'm a fucking prince in India. People do things for me, please. Um, Excuse me, sir. Yeah. Like, it's just uh, it's crazy. I don't I don't think. uh, Yeah. Uh, t- unless anybody else had anything to say, I'm I'm done. I I really can't believe that it's been two years. Okay. I think On that's that note, it, guys. I'm sorry. Like I, I'm rem- I'm reminiscing. Like two years, two years, 100 episodes, countless other uh, episodes of side quests and stuff. We've gone through a lot, man. Fucking quiz show, questionnaires, uh, reviews and shit, interviews. Man, we fucking interviewed like such cool people. We've interviewed developers of a Pokemon Minecraft server. We've interviewed uh, popular uh, Twitch streamers and Mixer streamers and all that stuff. We interviewed developers for games of up-and-coming indie titles. 
we've yeah Fuck. we've we've done some things uh and then glenn's joined us for the last six months or so and i think it's gotten even more interesting uh um, now we're funny hello sometimes hello. i'd like to think sometimes um uh, yeah I, I i tone it back down a couple of times but, but i digress uh, <laughs> <laughs> have we done the glenn interview yet no we haven't interview? not yet not yet Ooh. but oh man i think we have some time to work on that um yeah, that is Casual Mask Quest. This is episode 100. This is the end of season five. As per tradition, we will be taking one week off from the normal show, uh, but we will be here still with everything else, with Casual Quest Masters, with uh, all the games that Tyler streams, and we'll still be around. Discord, Twitter, we're all over the place. We're not going anywhere. So thank you very much for listening. Thank you very much for the the people who have been listening and cared. I wanted like I that sounds very like passive aggressive, but for the people who've cared enough to stick around for 100 episodes, like. You know that's 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 why I'm, I've I've kept doing it. Like that's why that that's what made it fun. So thank you very much. I appreciate you all. And don't forget to never stop the grind. Be safe. We'll see you at season six. Nice. I'll miss you. Miss you. Intro to the podcast titled Casual Master Quest was paid for and produced by the wonderful talent Revelries Music. You can find more of their work at soundcloud.com forward slash Revelries Music or just click on the link in the show descriptions. The background music is the album Top 50 Best Classical Piano Music by Brilliant Classics. You can find out more about Creative Commons at www.creativecommons.org forward slash license forward slash buy forward slash 4.0.